Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Our guest today is Megan Whedon. She is a local North Country girl having grown up here her whole life, and she's had multiple jobs in and around the area. Um, we got into a few, a little bit of her background, her work history, uh, Notre Dame football, which we both share a love for, and also Boston sports. We hope you enjoy episode two of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Hello, I'm Galen Trombley, and I'm here um, on the second episode of the Unnamed Podcast that uh, we are still working on with the one and only Megan Whedon. Uh, Megan is a local girl who grew up in the area, and she currently works uh, for Casella in a sales position, which we will get into. Um, And I think that's it. So I'm going to let Megan do most of the talking, and we'll kind of have some fun. We do have some... um, Sassy bitch wine on the table. <laughs> um, compliments of, I don't know, I just, it sounded like it was a good fit for Megan. So, um, all right. So, we'd like to introduce Megan Whedon. Hello, Megan. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. Um, so, this is, I was told by Megan recently, this is her first ever podcast. She's never been on one. She's super excited. Um, I think she will be an entertaining guest. <laughs> and we were just discussing our days today and how I thought today was a bag of snakes. She asked what a bag of snakes was, and I basically just said... One of those days that you just you just can't wait for it to end. Um, but she said she kind of had the same, so that will be good. So we're off to a good start, and I think that warrants the use of the sassy bitch wine. So, Megan, let's start kind of doing an introduction for people that may not know you. Um, kind of give us the, the, the rundown, the back down, background story of where you came from, where'd you grow up, where'd you go to school, how did you get to 2018 Megan Whedon. Go ahead. All right. So I was born out in Syracuse. Uh, my f- parents were living out there the time I was born, but both my, my dad's family, farm family from Shazy, uh, my mom's family moved up from Poughkeepsie. My, da- my grandfather on that side started Norco Concrete. So they were up here. So my parents met, moved out to Syracuse for my mom's job, moved back, and I've been here ever since. Um, went to Plattsburgh High School, went to Plattsburgh State Graduated twice in the field house. That's exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah, just been um, chipping away, trying to start my career and uh, make a name for myself in the community. Perfect. And what degrees did you get at Plastic State? So when you say graduate twice, is this like bachelor, master's, or is this just no, straight up like double bachelor? Like- no, actually. So PHS, all the local high schools mainly had their graduations at the field house oh, okay, okay. to fill them in. So. Yes, senior year of high school, and then um, I got out of college in three and a half semesters, which I'm very proud about. There you go. <laughs> yeah. so, so you just switched colors. Yeah, basically. You, pretty went, much. you went from a hornet to a cardinal. Yeah, too. So, um, all, all wings. Um, so when you went to, uh, what year did you graduate Platts, or Plattsburgh High School? 2013. Okay, and then Plattsburgh State, three and a half years later? 2016. In December. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you graduate with at Plattsburgh State? Like, what was the actual degree? I went for hotel, restaurant, tourism, management. And with that, we get a business minor. And if you ask me, I had a marketing minor. If you ask the college, on paper, I do not. But 
Perfect. So, um, <laughs> no, I did the same thing. So I went to Plattsburgh State, went for supply chain management, and it was the same thing. You graduate with like a bunch of different degrees yeah. that are all pretty much one class apart from what you actually, you know, that one extra class, you get an extra degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you, you utilized it a little bit, right? Yep. You're kind of, I don't know if you're using, utilizing it now, but what, so what, what, I guess go from, so we graduated college. What is our first, what was our first job out of college? Maybe so, in college, at, like at first, just out of college. Yep. Through school, I worked in a couple different restaurants, just waiting tables. Uh, Hobie Sports Den was the most fun, for sure. There you go. Um, was there for a couple of years. And uh, one way or another, I made my way over to Valcor Brewing Company, uh, which opened up. It was a new business opening up in a very historic building in the area. For people that don't know, the Old Stone Barracks. Um, and I was just waiting tables there. And eventually, the event coordinator position opened up for their banquet space in the second level. So I took that in October of 16, and it was pretty easy. I already had a job by the time I graduated college, so that was that was a seamless transition. Um, and then I worked there for about two and a half years total, and I just recently, about a month ago, started my job with Casella. Which is completely different. Than completely different. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I want to kind of, we'll go back to the Valcor thing, because I want to ask you a little bit about the weddings, but um, Hobie's, you, did you start when they first opened? Yeah, I was one of the original crew. Yeah, and Valcor too. Yes. Okay, that, that's what I thought. So, so, so Megan is a pioneer in both <laughs> both industries. They they bring the heavy hitters in to start and get it up off the oh, ground. Yeah. So, um, so if we go back to, to Valcor, I I'm, I'm sure um, we've heard of like horror stories of weddings and stuff. But like, what was your experience with the wedding industry, planning so, and setting? So, for Valcor, it was a smaller space, really rustic. So. I don't want to say that that demographic wasn't there, but I really didn't have a single bridezilla. Okay, so it was pretty late. Well, because it's a smaller venue too. Like yeah. Like, how many people could you fit in the the upstairs part of Valcor? Seated ninety. And did you have more, um, like, pre-wedding part? What was it called pre-wedding parties? Uh, rehearsal dinners. Rehearsal dinners. Yeah. yeah. Did you have more of those than you did actual? Yep. A lot weddings? of times, if people would inquire about the wedding, couldn't fit them, we just you know keep us in mind for the rehearsal, and usually people would. Kind you of know. just downsell them to the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I was gonna say better use of space probably for you guys. Absolutely, not as crazy. Um, now, one thing that I don't know if you know this, I mean, you probably did. I think I told you about it before. But the one thing me and Megan have a commonality in is we both grew up selling ice cream, right? <laughs> yeah, slinging ice cream, doing the uh, what was it called the the a dip was it dip? Yeah. Like a dip of ice cream was like hard ice cream scoop. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like Jimmy's were like sprinkles, but nobody called them Jimmy's, but the people from like Virginia. Yes. Um, so <laughs> your your dad and mom owned, um, was it Tasty, Tasty Freeze, yep. right? Yep, um, 22 in Beekmantown. Okay. So, and how long did you work there for? Oh my God. Um, officially or? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, I, no, I mean, like, like, yeah, like start to finish. I'm sure like little Megan, like popping her head up behind the back desk or the back, the yeah. back counter to actually like officially... At the counter taking orders and yep. paycheck and cleaning the machines and I all that. I honestly don't even know how old I was when my parents bought the place, um, but they decided to sell. My mom is a court stenographer. So, uh, oh, the typer? Yep, the typer. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, how many it's words crazy. I have no idea. Pretty fast. Really fast. Okay. Insane. She could do a couple of my reports, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So um, she used to be freelance when my brother and I were growing up, um, and that kind of worked out. She could lessen her load in the summertime and take care of the tasty freeze um and eventually she got a really great job at the state so now she works for them 
and there was a one-year overlap with that, and it was just really tough on her that to not be able to be there and to keep an eye on it. Um, so my parents decided to sell, and at the time, I was 17, um, and they asked me if I wanted the business, and naturally, like any 17-year-old that grows up in the area, I was like, I am getting out of Plattsburgh, absolutely not. See ya. <laughs> yeah. See ya. So um, I still worked there for the new owners for a couple years, and then I just made my way to actually waiting tables. Um, yeah, but it was a great little business. Uh, my parents, my dad specifically, has always been really entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think someday I will probably be the same way once I yeah, have, a, a, little bit on have a little bit more of a substantial bank account. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a nice little business. Um, you know, you really get to know the people locally. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think the, uh, the, the one good thing about working at Nice, so I worked at uh, Creamy's and Chazy for the longest time, so people may or may not, they see me like, oh, that's where I saw you before. That's probably where. I, I worked there for a while. I started at 14, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think I did it, I've done two jobs in my life, was selling ice cream and selling real estate. So, I mean, I've, <laughs> I'm not a very, uh, a very, I guess I've always been in sales, but uh, two completely different things. Um, but everybody needs both. So that's, that was a good thing. But the, I think the benefit of working at like a place like that was it was not far. I mean, from, from my house, it was a couple miles from my house. Yep. I wasn't working across the street at the orchard or Drew's. Like most of my friends were in high school. So I was kind of had a pretty cushy job, air conditioned, <laughs> listened to a lot of country music back then. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the fun part is, I mean, besides like the hours not being the great, but it's the, you know, food industry, but mm-hmm. it's, uh. Other than that, it was super easy and you met a lot of people. And I, I don't know a lot of people that are mad when they come to get ice cream. So usually you yep. have, for the most part, people were, people were in good moods. And, and uh, so it made it fun. Um, it was a you know pretty easy easy gig. And I think the, the money as a high school kid was, was good. When yeah. you have zero bills and it's, everything's coming in as profit, that's, that's a pretty sweet oh, life yeah. to live that I, we have long forgotten. But it, that, that was, <laughs> those were the good times. But uh, um, do you have any, like, do you remember any crazy stories any crazy customers any yes anything specific I, I mean i have a bunch but i'd have to go back <laughs> in the cobwebs and try to pull them out yeah we had um so we did food too we did michigan's hot dogs hamburgers yes. all that good yeah. stuff and there was a guy that would come in and he would get a cold hot dog like not not cooked with hot fudge on top he, with the dip on it the chocolate Are dip you kidding me? yes we literally dipped a hot dog in the chocolate dip and he ate it, and they like I wasn't there, but the girls watched it, and it was like the story of the year, the story of the. Wait, wait, was this multiple times though? Like I, once did he come once and try it? He definitely came once. I think he was it like a repeat customer. Yeah, that's cr- uh, that's not good. <laughs> what's what's the what, like? What would the like? I don't I don't want to get me in trouble. Like what what would the health reasons be? Like putting a hot dog in the dip. I don't even know. Like a hot dog. I mean, it's cooked, obviously. So it's not like it's a raw hot dog or anything. I like guess that. it's just the casing on that gets the chocolate on it. I don't know. Wasn't that a um, that was a uh, Limp Biscuit album a long, long time ago? <laughs> I, it was like chocolate something. It was like chocolate and hot dogs or something. And people out there were probably like, like, like yeah, it was probably like ninety nine, two thousand. There was mm-hmm. an album back then with something like that. So that's what I think of hot dog dipped in chocolate. That's good. So um, I, I remember a few. I remember one guy used to come up and. He'd get quarts of ice cream mm-hmm. for Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like you would get and eat the whole thing, which and if anybody out there, a quart of ice cream is quite a bit of ice cream. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a quarter gallon. So go to Stewart's, eat half a pint or mm-hmm. half 
one of the half gallons, eat half of that. Um, I'm sure some people can do it, but he did it every single time and usually at least once or twice a week. So um, needless to say, I do not want to see his his chart numbers. So he's, pro- he's probably in rough shape right now. So I, I don't know. He might not even still be alive or, or, or dealing with us anymore. But he used to crush ice cream. There, and there was a lot of good stories. I, like I said, it's been so long, but um, you always had the crazy customers that would come up. And I, I mean, especially in the summertime when I think everybody comes out of the woodwork, they all somehow find the way to the ice cream stand. So it kind of goes hand in hand with like a county fair. So I mean, a lot, we had a lot of good, uh, a lot of good townies that, that ventured out for the ice cream. So if we go... Um, so we kind of touched on, obviously the ice cream and the and the um, a little bit going into college. But did you have any? Were you always going to stay in the area? Because I know you kind of said something about you know originally you wanted to move out. Mm-hmm. And I've only known Megan for probably a little over a year. Yeah. Um. You know, and and I think the one thing that I think about when I think of you being in this area is that you are like one of the leading young people for the area meaning just like business wise i think your, your involvement has been very cool and i think that's one of the the things that i admire most about you is that you're just very active in the community um you're very personable and i think how you're what 20 i just turned 24 24 so if, if everybody's ever met megan they you probably think she's 34 just by how she acts i mean not necessarily <laughs> i'm not saying she's looks old but she uh i, th- I think she's you know wise beyond the 24 young 24 that she just hit. So um, what is your thoughts on like kind of the area Plattsburgh, um, you know, the local business scene, the local manufacturing scene, you got, you obviously now in a sales position with kind of a, a bigger company, I would say in the area. Um, so I can kind of go into that a little bit. Why, why have you stuck around in Plattsburgh? Do you, do you want to still stay around in Plattsburgh? Um, have you, re-fall in love with the area or are you like everybody that you're just kind of buying time um so originally yes as a teenager like any i wanted to get out um and i actually took an abroad trip to germany uh with my mm-hmm. high school there was like 20 or so kids juniors and seniors that went over and <clears throat> uh you know first time out of the country besides canada which most people around here say doesn't even count anyway um and I had a very different host family than my family at home. My family at home's always been, you know, the more the merrier. Wade and I, my brother, Wade, uh, we always had, you know, any amount of friends over. My parents would feed anybody, you know, just really easygoing. Um, and my host family in Germany was very strict. I mean, the, the 12-year-old couldn't watch PG-13 movies. He's 12 um, years old, you know? This yes. <laughs> Bedtime, 7 p.m. for the younger one, 9 p.m. for the girl that was somewhat my age. I was a little bit older than her. Um, So just really different. And, um, you know, the cultural differences and everything really opened my eyes and didn't didn't scare me back home, but it at least made me appreciate more what we have here and and my own family. Um, Also a huge factor in keeping me here, um, I have a 92-year-old Nana who is my best friend. Uh, she's awesome, and she would love our sassy bitch wine because she's even worse than me. Should have invited her. <laughs> I know. We're gonna we're gonna talk about grandma, yeah. granny. What do you call her? Nana. Nana. Yeah. We'll, we will talk about Nana later. Because... Yep. So um, that those are the really really reasons I stayed home. Um, I also had no idea what I wanted to do when I graduated high school. So why go somewhere and spend you know thousands and thousands when I could stay somewhat local, kind of figure it out. Um, 
So I just stayed here and started working and, you know, and... Did um, it go into debt? Yeah, I didn't, uh, which was Smart. which was great. Uh, has helped me later on now. Um, but yeah, just started my career and um, Valcor, especially because of the history in the building, really um, that also opened my eyes to a whole nother level of it. Um, you know, it was more than what I see every day. There's, you know, really famous people who have walked through this town, which I didn't care at all about when I was younger and now I think it's kind of cool um and now too with Casella now I'm seeing a whole nother element of it all the manufacturing and industry that we have here the you know downtown pouring beer at Hobie's I never thought about so I'm I'm very thankful in the fact that I've I've you know not been around the block at 24 but you know I'm, I'm I've dipped my toes into a couple different industries which has really helped me grow an appreciation for the area. Yeah, and I had this conversation with somebody today, and she was 25. And I had read a few months ago that the brain doesn't actually stop developing until 25. Mm -hmm. And I could be wrong. If you're a science person out there, I did not do very well in (laughs) science. So this is just what I read. Take it with a grain of salt. But I think it is true. I think at like once you hit 25, I think you get out of the college or just out of college where even if you don't have your career figured out which a lot of people at 25 are far from figuring out i still think you have an element where you you kind of grow up a little bit in the sense that i think you start learning a lot more about yourself and a yeah. lot more about what you want to do in life and what a lot of values that you want to bring um i'm turning 29 in a couple of days and i was looking at you know, I think there was a big switch when I hit 25. I don't know if this happens to everybody. You at 24 doesn't surprise me. Of course, girls mature faster than boys, so <laughs> that's probably part of it. But like I said, I think by the time you hit 25, you will have a much more better better understanding of everybody. Even you know, and I, I also find too as the you know as the older you get, everybody now becomes just bundled into peers. You know, yeah. 25 to 55 to me seems the same. You yeah. know, when you talk to them and, and have discussions and stuff. And yeah. I, I think at that mid twenties, I think a lot of people will probably agree with this is that, that that's, I think you find a lot about yourself and what you want to do and depends if you, you know, obviously if you want to stay around the area or not, but you, you still, I think have come to realize a lot of cool things about the area. Yeah. Um, I think we take it for granted too, having, you know, I grew up local also, and I think I really had no aspirations to leave. But I think the same thing kind mm-hmm. of family was, was here and I just knew I was going to you know, end up having kids of my own and I wanted my parents to see them and I didn't want to be a long distance um, in that sense. And and so I think that's what a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people, you know, what's it called? Begrudging the the area as a younger age. And it's understandable if it's the only thing you've known. But I think a lot of people end up coming back. And I think a lot of people come back from family. I think a lot of people come back just because of the people. Um, So like I said, someone that I, I like seeing younger people because it's we're the next wave of all the people that want to go kick it down in Florida. You know, they, they <laughs> want to get out of here and we're the ones that are stepping up and hopefully yep. stepping up to the plate to, to carry on or improve what was left to us. And that is probably a really good segment to, or a seg, segment, segue <laughs> to go into where I first met Megan, which was at Adirondack Young Professionals, which I think is a phenomenal group. I think there are some Awesome people there, um, and you're on the board, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to let Megan kind of give us a little background on that, because you joined before I did, and you were actually probably one of the first people I met at ADKYP, and kind of just talk about 
ADKYP itself, the people, the vision, the um, some of the events that are run, because I know you've had a, um, a hand in quite a few of those. Yep. Um, yeah. So, kind of your, your your whole spin on the ADKYP thing, because we've we've like I said, we've met some good people through that. Yeah. Uh, so ADKYP is a whole. I guess my description of what we do um, is we are a younger focused uh, networking group. Um, we try to retain young professionals to the area um, that are already here, but also be welcoming to newbies. Um, so there's a lot of people that went to college. You know, I recognize from seeing them walking around campus that are part of the group. Um, but there's also a lot of people who grew up here locally. Um, and for me, it was really important because I went through a huge transition in really, I guess, my social life. Um, you know, I kind of had bigger dreams than no offense to the people who love Peabody's because I've really loved Peabody's in my past, but, you know, I was kind of ready to get away from the bar scene a little bit and grow up. Um, and so ADKYP was really helpful for me in that because my friends were kind of still in that phase, which is totally cool. I think they'll they'll get to my spot someday, um, maybe. But um, for me, it was just really nice to meet people, you know, with the same goals that I did that were really, um, you know, wanted to make a career for themselves in the area. Uh, you know, I, I adore my parents and everything that they've worked really hard to make sure my brother and I have a great life, but it's really cool to not be my 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 dad's daughter sometimes. You know, I can I kind of have my own name now, um, and it drives him nuts when I know people and he doesn't, so that's cool. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, ADKYP, we have, um, we have pop-up events usually every month. Um, we kind of slow it down around the holidays just because everybody gets so busy, but... Um, you know, a random weeknight, we'll all meet up at a fun local restaurant, grab drinks, you know, chit-chat. And it's really, I do want to say that ADKYP is more about friendships than it is about networking. And of course, we all end up doing business with each other anyway, so it kind of goes hand in hand. But, um, you know, you and Matt, Craig, and Ryan Lee, I consider very good friends at this point rather than just acquaintances. So that's been cool for me. The all-star golf team? Absolutely. <laughs> Another good segue. That, that, oh, we'll, we'll go on that. No, keep on ADQIP. The golf may take a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, like our scores. And then we do, we do have an economic forum we do in the spring. Um, so we basically just pick a topic that seems relevant to the area, relevant to us. Uh, and we invite local professionals that have something to do with that category to come talk on a panel. Um, usually Billy Jones, the assemblyman, will uh, moderate and ask questions and of course the crowd's welcome to get involved this past year we did um you farming? know kind of like local food uh you know struggles for local farmers yeah, you know there's maple a syrup and a few things like yep anything that has to do with our area but also um you know the huge shift in dairy farm right now um you know that kind of stuff we had um you know local restaurant people we had farmers we had uh, people from the health department even so we kind of tried to do like a broad perspective on that um and that's cool that's kind of more of uh a like suit and tie event that we do where um another thing that we do actually right around valentine's day just to be funny uh we have speed networking um which is which is fun that, that's one of my favorite events so. yeah uh so basically uh we actually had such a good turnout last year yet we actually moved in pairs um, so I was, for example, I was with Jeremy from Kinetic Running and, you know, the two of us shifted table to table and met, you know, everybody else that was at the, at the event, which was really cool. Um, 
quick, but a little bit more personal rather than, you know, a lot of younger people in the area may not feel super confident walking up to somebody and just introducing themselves. So uh, we try and bridge that gap. And it's an icebreaker. Yeah. That, that was that was the cool thing I thought about it was it forced you to talk to people. Yeah. And, and at net, networking events, everybody's uncomfortable. Yeah. Because nobody, you know, it's, it's like going to a high school dance. You don't want to be the person on the wall, <laughs> so you got to go out and dance with the, with the, the girl or guy on the floor. So... Yeah, um, and then we we mixed it up a little bit too. In this fall, we did a flag football tournament for charity, um, and we actually had a way better turnout than we thought we did, or we, we were going to. Um, and there's actually there is a local flag football league, so we got that advantage. But um, a couple of local businesses put in a team as well. And um, you know, the first year we had seven teams, which was great. Uh, we did it in conjunction with the Oktoberfest at Valcor, which was also really handy. Um, you know, much bigger beer steins to drink that day. Um, and we got notes for next year, you know, every event you, you'd come away with, you know, different pointers or different suggestions from people who participated. So next year will be even better, I think. And that was, that was a really cool one. Cause I myself wanted to host a football tournament at Valcor anyway. So for me being kind of between, you know, Valcor being our pretty much our main space host for ADKYP and then being on the board, I kind of got to marry the two and also enlist the help of my fellow board members, which was awesome. Yeah, and I, 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 I couldn't play in that. I had a wedding and we had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of shit for from a couple of the guys I was yep. supposed to play with. But um, no, I think that event is great. And I think um, it was a fun event that will grow. I think that, that will be one, especially like you said, the time period and in conjunction with Oktoberfest. I, um, the other thing that we've done before for our realtor board um, is a, it's a bowling tournament, mm-hmm. which you do in like, I don't know, February or something when yeah. nobody wants to go outside. And, and it's actually pretty fun. You go for a couple hours like down to North Bowl um, and you have teams of four, I think. And mm-hmm. I think what happens is you take, you bowl two games in the top two, the t- no, the total score of everybody. So you each play two, you have two scores that go towards a total of eight. I think again, I don't do a lot of bowling, so but <laughs> it, was, it was a fun event that you basically go for about three hours and play, and then so we'll we'll talk to El President about that, um, Ryan Ryan Lee, and see if we can get maybe that rolling in a couple months. But um, where are we go? Let me see. Eighty KYP. No, I think you, I think you hit the head on that one. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll <coughs> excuse me, keep moving on. So the golf tournament we just talked about because mm-hmm. i wanted to bring this up so she just mentioned we, we played in i don't even it wasn't 80 kyp what was it, it was rotary rotary okay so we played in rotary so our friends over at rotary we played with um ryan lee and matt craig who are both rotarians Ro- now they are yes Rotar- oh, oh the, okay i knew I, I so you got to graduate to a rotarian yes so what are you before a rotarian uh just a an aspiring guest. member yeah yes. so <laughs> so that's good. So, so congrats, Matt and Ryan. I did not know you guys graduated up and got your got your uh, <laughs> yellow belts in uh, Rotary. But so we ended up playing this golf tournament. And first off, we I played with Ryan, who's a pretty good golfer. I'm I was a, I'm a has been golfer. I used to be halfway decent. Matt Craig tries hard, <laughs> and and is and is all about the team spirit. And Meg, <laughs> I thought, so So Meg was like, well, great, we're going to have Megan. She's going to hit off the reds and she's going to crush it. I'm thinking in my head, because she's talking about golfing. I know her dad plays a lot of golf. And I was like, oh, Megan plays all the time. Like, she's going to be really good. So come to find out, I show up that day and, and Megan's like, 
no, I just like go to range like once a year. Yep. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, so let's let's change our our uh, what will we expect to get in this tournament? So <laughs> we, uh, needless to say, we did not win, but we had fun. And I think the two best stories from the tournament um, was we'll start off first with Matthew Craig. Is I think we were on the second hole. And Matt's like, hey, guys, let's do a video. I'm going to post on 80KYP. And it'll be really cool. Everybody will see it. And we'll see we're golfing. We're all hanging out together. It's like, sure. And he goes, I'll take it while we're swinging. So we all think he's just going to pull his phone out and just, you know, tape like a normal person would do. Of course not. And uh, no, no. So Matt <laughs> goes into his golf bag, pulls out this apparatus. So I'm thinking, like, is he pulling out like a ball retriever? It's just kind of a weird thing. He starts setting up a tripod. So we basically <laughs> had a full, full film crew on the second hole as we're trying to hit. And he's giving us direction. We're supposed to hit the ball, turn around, and give a, like, we are a ADQ, I don't know, whatever, yeah. whatever the thing was. So um, so Matt went above and beyond to make the video, which I don't even know if we ever saw the video. Did no. he ever edit one? No. Okay, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of footage <laughs> that Matthew Craig probably still has on some camera somewhere. I think, and I think the best part of that was at one point Matt was lying on his stomach trying to get some kind of angle of a golf shot on and of course Megan's getting this behind the scenes on on Snapchat <laughs> which was absolutely hilarious cuz he looked like the crocodile hunter with his hat and his khaki shorts lying on the ground as Ryan's trying to hit a golf ball trying to get the perfect angle so Matt we love you um but no more tripod <laughs> at golf tournaments and then the second one which I touched on actually on our episode 1 podcast with Matt Craig hope you listened um was we talked about the pink ball mm mm-hmm. So the pink ball, and do a quick recap, was that you each person had to hit it once per hole. Yes. But you couldn't hit it more than once until mm-hmm. everybody had hit. Basically meaning if you teed off, one person hit it, second shot, another person had to hit it. And you couldn't lose it. If you, lo- if you brought it back, you lost or you deducted two strokes from your score, which is good. So we're kind of going through, and I think we get to like hole eight, and we're doing awesome. So Ryan gets up off the tee and hits a good ball, and it's, you know, we're, we're, we're safe. So everybody we played very strategic all the way through. So I go up and I'm, you know, probably 200 yards out and I have a long iron and I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, there's like really no place I can hit on this hole. It's a really easy hole. And so I'm like, I'll just hit it. Even if I miss hit, it'll be up by the green. We'll save the pink ball, we'll go to hole nine. We'll do all good. I duck hook this thing into the left woods and I ended up looking for it for a while Got all bunch of scratched up and stuff on like some thorny things and, and plants. And everybody is just basically busting my balls because I was <laughs> the one that lost the pink ball. And of course, I'm like, oh, I'll do it. No, Matt, don't worry about it. You know, Megan, don't worry about it. I mean, Matt could have hit a putter down the fairway. We would have been in better shape. And of course, I managed to hook the thing to no end. So, uh, but the golf tournament was fun. Um, I had a good time at it. I think you had a good time at it. I had a great time. Yeah. So I think we'll, we will, next year we will try to do at least one or two. Um, 80 KYP group sponsored tournaments. It's, it's blast. And there's drinks involved, so we all like that. So um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, because I met one of your friends recently, um, Emily, mm-hmm. who unfortunately is not staying in the area, but she is going back to her hometown, which we wish her luck. But um, So give me some background on Emily. Most people will not know her. I don't care. I said this in the first <laughs> podcast. This is a selfish podcast, and I'm only going to interview people that I like to talk to and I want to know about. So where did you meet Emily? And then I want you to talk about Plastic State Dance. Okay. 
that which is not Kickline. No. Okay. So I want I want everything. I want the the origin of Emily. Who is Emily? Emily will be on a future podcast. Yes, she will. Because we've talked about it, and she would have been on one early had she not moved back home. So, talk about everything Emily, and then everything Plastic State Dance Core. Yes. Dance Core. There dance we go. Core. Um, so yes, I met Emily in Dance Core um, at Plattsburgh State. And Dance Core uh, was just a more recital-based dance club um, versus Kickline, who does a lot of like the halftime shows, and Jedi that did a lot of stroll shows, a lot of step shows. Um, so just a little bit more of a demographic difference, I guess, if you're in the dance world. Um, I actually was a figure skater growing up, uh, and I just got my hips were shot. I couldn't really do it anymore. So I picked up dance just to entertain myself and keep moving. Um, so I was okay, but I was never great. Um, and Emily's definitely, I think all around the best dancer I've ever seen. Um, but when I first met her, she was, uh, she actually transferred to Plattsburgh state after her freshman year. Um, and I was on the board for the dance team already. And being on the board, you also had to be a judge at tryouts um, so is this like bring it on? Kinda. Okay. Kinda. So it was like, now that I think about it, cause I tried out once and I never had to try out again cause I was always in the board. Like you automatically have an in and it was great because I started to suck as I got <laughs> older. So I was like, ha Um, but so all the girls that eventually joined the team, they're all like, oh my God, like we thought you were going to be so scary. Like you, you were so intimidating at tryouts. And I'm like. Wait, this is you? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, I'm, it's just my face. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, but so, yes, we, I met Emily through dance. Uh, I watched her try out. She was originally afraid of me, but then we got to be really good friends, and then we got to be best friends. Um, and, and is Emily the same, same age, right? Yeah. Her birthday was actually the 15th, so she's that's right. She's uh, a couple days behind me, a week behind me. Um, Wait, you're December too? Yeah. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. All what the December, December birthdays. I'm the 6th. Oh, that's right. I sent you a message. Yes. <laughs> My memory, December 6th? Yes. Okay. Yep. And she's the 15th. Um, but so, yeah. I mean, we just got to be really good friends in that. Uh, nothing for nothing. The dance world. You can have some really dramatic, not so fun people. And I think Emily and I were probably the most even keel of anybody. Um, some of the girls, if they ever heard this, might argue with me and say I was not even keel. But um, So eventually, I became the president of the club. Um, I will... No matter what I do, no matter what profession I have, you know, if I ever have kids someday, I don't care. Being the president of a college dance team with uh, ballpark 25 to 30 girls and a couple guys from all walks of New York State and surrounding states and even a couple internationals, um, you know, you've got farm girls, you've got girls from the city you've got and everything in between and it's just the the difference in personalities in that and dealing with that from a presidential standpoint I didn't dance anymore at that point I just kind of you know set up the show and just kept things moving board wise um but yeah that will absolutely go down as the hardest thing I've ever done in my life <laughs> which probably was a good thing I mean it's yeah. like it's like the uh like when I coached soccer for the longest time I'll still remember um the head varsity coach had told me when he wanted me to move up or I guess leave him as an assistant coach to go down to the JV position. And it's kind of like anything you're stepping into a leadership role that you're, yeah. you know, you're scared of cause you're like, I don't know if I can do it. I might, you know, I don't want to fail. Like, and I remember him telling me like, 
like it'll be good for you. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think he knew what I would do business wise. He's like, it'll be good. It'll be good for you to learn and, and be in front of a group. And now I have no problem talking in front of people because yeah. every day I'm in front of, or I was in front of 20 high school boys. You're probably the same. And you know, I'm sure you were leading 20, 30, however many people, 15, 20, 30, um, people of all different backgrounds. Yep. Um, especially at a time that I think people are a little bit more, you know, high school kids will listen to you, mm-hmm. you know, they, even though they, they might not think that at the end of the day, they're, they're, they overall were respected of somebody being an adult when you're in college, probably not so much. So, I mean, yeah. I think, I think your gig <laughs> was a little bit harder than mine. Um, so the, like, so what'd you guys do? Cause I've seen half, like 30 seconds of a video that Emily showed me mm-hmm. and it was like, you guys were all like, it's kind of like a hip hop dance thing. Yeah. And I couldn't really pick out cause I could barely see who Emily was and I don't even, you were probably in it and she'd even point you out. So I wish I had my, wait, you talk about it. I'm going to bring up a video. Oh, we'll, 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 find, we'll find a bit. I don't think this will make the video again. <laughs> we, we are, uh, we are broadcasting. Is it? Oh no. <laughs> wait, go, go hit, go hit that button. So, the, so this is the second time in a row that we, we, um, for some reason the camera <laughs> cut out. So, as, as anybody that knows me, I just try a bunch of stuff, and a lot of the stuff is not. <laughs> as Megan came in and she saw our studio, which is my office, and just saw me like moving stuff around like a Tetris or a jigsaw puzzle. Um, nothing is really fully planned here. I don't know how <laughs> any of this is even edited or put out, which is fine because you guys will probably hear it in about a month when it comes out, and hopefully, I figure it out. So um, that's part of the video. So I think the first two episodes will now have a lot of just dead space because we probably got the first like 20 minutes and then we probably missed the last 10 but that's right this might go the next however long so it's recording now and again you guys listening on the radio sorry this means nothing to you right now but <laughs> that's our show and uh we got, we got a light on us so um we just don't want to look in the light too much so keep talking a little bit about dance what was your favorite part because i'm just gonna pull up a video and then we're just gonna laugh about it so it'll be a good time all right um so I did make a lot of friends at the end of the day, although at the time, um, getting frustrated with people and just wanting to, <laughs> to get away from them. But long term, um, a lot of friends uh, from, again, all over, which is really cool to have. I did live in the dorms my freshman year of college, so I wasn't a total townie. I did get to meet some people from different areas, uh, which was cool. Helps with travel, you know, you can crash at somebody's house on, on the way somewhere. Um But so, honestly, my favorite part of dance was that I still got to be in a a coordinating position like I was when I was a figure skating coach. Um, And, you know, putting on the show, helping buy the costumes, organizing the lighting, organizing the music, that was all kind of how I segued into wedding planning at Valcor. Um, You know, always being in show business and then kind of rather than being the performer like I was in figure skating, Dancing, I was kind of behind the scenes, which I much more appreciated being behind the scenes. Um, you know, I had I had girls that were substantially better than me at dance, and I honestly just really like watching them. They were really great. Um, so, you, did you have a dance background or like just strictly figure, figure skating? skating? Okay. Yeah, um, I had danced. I think I stopped fully skating. I think I was like sixteen. Um, so I took up dance just for fun. You know, those last couple of years of high school, and then I was like, eh, why not try out for the team? And I made it. <laughs> for some reason did they, did they actually need people or like were you, were so you every, good or did they just like ah, we actually need a body so i just think back there. then um because of skating i was is um, it dance corp or core uh c-o-r-p-s 
Corporation. Oh, there we go. Now it's coming up. What year, what year were you? Um, I graduated in 16, but I actually was only on the team for 13, 14, 15. And then I Money. stepped away when I graduated. Okay, keep talking. Um, we got an hour and a half performance. Yeah, oh God. I don't, it, it looks like a... Is that, is that it? That is my freshman year. Were you in this one? Yep. Okay. Unfortunately. Keep talking. We're going <laughs> to find, find baby Meg in this. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Jesus, that year this. I was really ambitious and tried a lot of things that were not my style. Um, but at the end of the day... Did you have blonde hair back then? Actually, in that show, I had red hair. Jeez. I went red for a minute. It was not a good look. Wait, which one are you? Not out yet. No, oh. I was definitely oh, okay. not... I was not a hip hopper by any means. Oh, there's different styles. Yes. Oh, oh. So each dance. This? Um, no, those. This is like interpretive dancing right here. Yeah, that, those were all the super talented girls on the team that I loved to watch but could not participate. Come on. I was also not a tap dancer. Oh, oh so this was everything. <laughs> they literally all, yes. Oh, I thought you guys were all like hip hop. Nope. And then we each, uh, we actually had guest performers too. Um, yep, again, no. <laughs> She wasn't in any of this. She I really wasn't. She, she was in the kick line. No, don't tell me that. Was I you. was in that one. So this is Are a ballet piece me? for those oh, listening. No, um, and, Which you know, one? I gave it my best shot. I was probably in the back <laughs> for this, good this reason. Like, was it black uh, swan, dark swan, black kind, swan? That was kind of the theme behind it, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm somewhere in the back row. That's pretty good. The one running now. That one? Yep. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, I was out there. Was but Emily in this one? Emily was not in that one. She joined the year after. She was probably watching. This, this is where she got the... Uh, she got hooked. What do you get? This is... <laughs> it's like Black Swan meets Beyonce yeah, single ladies. Yeah, exactly. This, this, this is great. This is... Okay. It was, it was college, very informal ballet. Yep. Yep. Wow. The greatest part, though, we had masks on, so. As I said, this like the, was it and the camera it, was, was very black? far away. <clears throat> was it Black Swan? That that was, was that the a, movie. Yeah, the like scary ballet one. I think so. Yeah. It was like um, Natalie Portman was yep. in it. Yeah. I never watched it, but I knew that was a big deal. It's okay. unique. Well, as much as I would love to watch the dance. That's, no, I'm, it's I'm, it's I'm, very much okay. No, I mean, you guys, you guys, did, <laughs> well, it was fun. Um, so, put this away over here. <clears throat> so, switching from Emily, mm-hmm. and now this is, this is kind of like my, my exciting thing that I like talking about. I nerd, nerd out on this stuff, but um, Megan is 24 years old, and what is very cool about Megan is she is a homeowner. Yes. And the reason we use uh, Emily is because she is her soon-to-be ex-roommate. So not not because they don't get along because Emily is is moving back to New Hampshire. She is moving back home to hopefully do what we do here, you know, kind of hometown connections, all that good stuff. She'll come back and visit. She will, and she'll be on the podcast. And you guys will love her. She's great. Um, so, mate, the what would be? Give me your first take on home ownership as a twenty three year old, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, the good, bad, ugly. Um, do you recommend it? Do you think, um, 
I will tell you my thoughts, but what is your experience so far? You've owned the home for how long now? I closed in the end of August. Okay, so about four months or so? Yeah. Okay, so give us your first four-month take as a new homeowner. Your own home, you got to actually like, you know, take care of the place. Yes. Um, so the house, for the most part, was really great. I uh, needed a couple little fixes here and there. Um, I ripped up some not-so-great-looking carpeting in the bedrooms, put down some nice uh click board you know vinyl whatever the hell it is um i can't remember the name um and then the bathroom needed to be redone um so i mean for living in the house those were two kind of substantial projects it's uh, you know your bathroom you need your bedroom eh, i slept on the couch for a while but um you know aside from the kitchen the bathroom's probably the most important part of the house um so I luckily have my parents that live a couple blocks away, and I did unfortunately have to crash in my childhood bedroom while all that was going on. But at the same time, I did have the advantage of having my dad there to help with all that. And whether he couldn't do it or he knew somebody who could, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really nice. Um, I also bought the house from a family friend, uh, which was really cool. Um, you know, it was really easy in the transition process. He let me you know, bop over anytime I wanted and show my friends and buy some perks to it. Yeah. 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 Um, so initially, um, you know, the mortgage process is, is, it takes time. Um, so, but I had, uh, our friend Matt Craig was, uh, my shout lender. out Matt Craig, bank of England mortgage. If you guys need any mortgages, he's at bank of England mortgage.com yeah, or like that. Matt Craig on all social on media. On any social media. You'll find, you'll find, you'll find him. him walking around with a uh, selfie stick. The Mortgage Minute. It's great. Mortgage Minute. Fridays at 3 o'clock. Okay. <laughs> keep going. Shameless plug. Yeah. Um, so he he made that process really easy for me. Um, and then on top of that, you know, just the move-in, the renovation, all that good stuff. Um, now that I am finally settled and sleeping in a bed, in a bedroom, <laughs> Um it's been good. My pipes did freeze uh, Thanksgiving evening. It mm. got down to about eight degrees up here. Um, so that's going to be a future project for Pops and I to get into those pipes. What's the basement? Was it stone? Yep. The house was built so, in 1860, so I've got a crawl stone wall. So, so I, my my first place about was 23 also. It was mm-hmm. a, um, a duplex and... I still own it, but the same thing. I think it was I think 1860 was when it was built too, and it's all yep. stone. Mm-hmm. The first year I built it, I had a bunch of pipes freeze, yep. and I couldn't figure out the reason because there was, there was a heater down there. So I'm like, why is this like, why is this always freezing? Well, come to find out, the prior owner had on the side there was a gap in the foundation. Like, I mean, a pretty big gap. Like you'd stick your arm right easily right in down into the basement or or outside, whichever way you are. And what they did was they just kind of stacked some bricks mm. and just kind of like, I don't even know if they had insulation. They just like stacked some bricks. And of course, I knew nothing. And the the home inspector never caught it. Yep. And come to find out, um, after three trips out to, to fix the piping, it was found. And then eventually I had the town or the village come out. And long story short, they found that it was just need insulation. So is that kind of the, that the problem or... The pipes run on an exterior wall, which happens to be the most northern-facing wall on a windy street. Yeah, not a lot of insulation. So it's just not a perfect situation. Um, And the previous owner had tried to put uh, PEX piping in so Mm -hmm. it could expand. And it didn't burst, thank God. Um, You know, it just... I noticed I got up to go to the bathroom. Get the hairdryer? 
Yeah. So I, I literally put just my space heater and let it oscillate right in front of the wall. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everything was fine, but you know, long term, I do intend on renting that property. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's not going to be something fun to deal with, which is in the same sense, although I did financially want to duplex for myself time wise, I knew I was not ready. My dad works very hard, many jobs, many hobbies. Um, so I wouldn't want to put him in that situation either. Uh, so just the single family for right now. Oh, that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Add to your, add to your collection later on. So, exactly. um, yeah, so no, I, I think that's awesome. First, first time home buyer. Um, I, knew, I know you had mentioned, uh, doing that and that's cool. I like seeing young people get into home ownership because I think it is a much better investment than throwing money away, uh, renting and paying your landlord and all that stuff that that entails. Um, so that's very cool. I'm glad you did that. And we are looking forward to, uh, curling. Yes. Curling in the backyard. So we'll see. That, 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 that'll be one of our, our many ADKYP fun events. So if you're looking to join ADKYP, contact Megan Whedon. We'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, actually, f- funny funny story. So um, I have a shameless plug for me. I have obnoxiously thick business cards. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I gave them to Megan one day. And, you know, just come to find out, I think I have one in your cup holder still. Yes. And rumor has it, there's one still lying around your house, according yes. to Emily. Yep. And that's the beauty of them. They're so cool that you don't want to toss them. So then I ended up getting the <laughs> official Meg Whedon Casella sales person job card, whatever. And now that is the only thing in my cup holder. <laughs> so returning the favor. So now if I ever need any, any trash servicing, I can deal with uh, Megan and she's only a call away. So that was our business stories about the business cards. Yes. Um, is this your first business card? Um, I made my own at Valcor. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 uh, they're good if you if you sell them. Like I like my, mine are mine are thick, but I, it's always it's a presentation. It's when you hand them to somebody, you got to like you can't just give them the card and just be like, "Yo, call me." Like you know, you yeah. got to sell it. Yeah. So, um, which I, I I do again in an obnoxious way and it ends up in people's cup holders. So that's great. I want them to see me every <laughs> single day. Um, so now I want to kind of talk about: Do we have any hobbies, interests, anything? Because again, I I know you professionally, not so much outside. I. The dance thing, I had no clue until Emily told me that you did dancing, yeah. and I thought you did a lot of sports, and come to find out, you did figure skating, which is totally athletic, 100%, but I just didn't think you did it. That's what you did. So any anything that you do that's cool, exciting, or no, you just kind of li- live the dream, Netflix and chill? Yeah, just Netflixing and chilling right now. Um, grew up skating, kind of, you know, hit that age point where it's like, all right, there's 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 girls my age on the Olympics right now doing three times the jump that I can do. And for the area and for the time that I put in, I was, I was very good. Um, I really loved it. Um, did you jump up and spin in like the axles? Yes. Okay. Yes, I could. Um, that's impressive as hell to me. So that's cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, I was nowhere near the caliber, you know, that Lake Placid kids have, you know, they get to trade in gym well, they class got, like, time. The trainers for, there too. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They're over the top. Um, you know, and I just did it for fun Mm -hmm. and you know, when my body started to hurt and I wasn't really going anywhere anytime soon and you know, kind of a plateau point. How long, how long did you do figure skate? Like when did you start? I was on skates at three. Um, cause your dad played hockey, right? Yep. And that was, that was the goal was to put me in to learn to skate. So you start figure skating and hockey skates? Um, no, they did put me in figure skates because <laughs> fun, fun fact for anybody listening out there, when you try and get your kid to learn how to skate or even an adult, 
it's very easy to learn how in figure skates because they're not as rounded. So you can oh, walk, you can walk a little bit better in figure skates. Wait, they're not as, so they're flatter on the bottom? They're flatter. They still have a curve, but they're flatter. Um, the back pretty much goes straight off and the front, you have a toe pick. Yep. So if you're leaning back, you kind of got a little something to catch you. And if you're leaving forward, you get something to catch you. Unless of course you oh, are okay. skating forward and you hit a toe pick, then you're on your face. See, that, that's, that's what right there. I was like, what yeah. are you doing with skates? But it makes sense with the yep. easier to balance on. Yes. Are, Hockey skates, you really have to teach somebody to bend their knees and get down, you know, kind of in a squat and ready athletic position. Because the the back of a hockey skate, I never played hockey. I I used to, like, I could, I can skate around a rink. I probably could do better now. When I was a kid, I was like, I could (laughs) could get around a rink, couldn't really stop very well. But I I always thought when you're running, or not running, see, this is how bad I am. When you're skating, like, the hockey skate comes up farther on your calf, or no? Because I always thought like figure it skating does. was a little bit more like like a low cut shoe versus a high top. Like mm-hmm. I always thought hockey was a little bit higher. Yeah. Probably for the more aggressive like un- unscripted part of hockey, where figure skating is more scripted because you know what you're gonna do. Where mm-hmm. hockey, you know, if you turn real quick or, or do a sharp, you know, because you're reacting to the play. I figured that was part of kind of a stability factor. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know how the skates really add up or Hockey differ. skates, although the back does come up a little bit to protect the Achilles. Um, mm-hmm. you tie it more of a shoe. It's a, it's a little bit further than you'd tie a shoe. Um, figure skate comes up your ankle, um, to support your ankle because when you do a jump and you're coming down, I don't know if anyone's seen it on like any of the Olympic coverage, but when the girl's leg buckles or well, when you land ankle. a jump, you are landing, I don't even know how many pounds of force and mm-hmm. pressure onto a, maybe like eighth of an inch blade, you know? Um, so with that, you don't really look at a figure skater and think she's like really buff or anything by any means, but a lot of muscle. And just to support that, they do do a boot style on a figure skate. Speed skates are the most shoe like skate. Speed skating meaning like, like, um, short track, long track speed skating, like Olympic stuff. Yep. Okay. Um, where, where was I going? I, th- I think like because every time I ended up putting on like I'm obviously never worn a figure skating um, shoe, but when I did the hockey sh- uh, skates, like the next day it's like skiing. Mm-hmm. Like the next day, my feet kill. Oh yeah. I don't ski a lot, and and it's like it's kind of like the it's like the front of my ankle. Yeah. Is the part that hurts. Like yeah. the next day, it feels like or like you're walking like skates or walking with like um, ski boots because they don't bend; they're just yeah. stiff. So you're like, you're walking very awkward when I pull them off. It like feels like such a weight came off my, my, yeah. the front part of my ankle. But, um, is that the same with figure skating? Do you get the same kind yeah, of Yeah. When you're not used to it. I mean, it's just like any other muscle that you don't use. Um, you know, if I show up to a CrossFit class, I'm going to be really be hurting the next day. Um, but if you were to strap on figure skates, even me now, I've been retired quote unquote for years now and, I went out last winter with a really good friend of mine. We were like, eh, whatever, we'll just go skate around and see what we see what we got still. And I I kid you not, I think nine and a half minutes into stepping onto the ice, we both like looked at each other and like we both had just a look of like discomfort on our face and I'm like you want to just go get a beer? Like, why are we still trying to do this right now? So, yeah, needless to say, we ended up taking off the skates and, and going down to Hobie's. But, um, no, and I mean, it's it's really fun to learn how to do, especially up here, you know, everything freezes. Mm-hmm. So, why not skate on it? Like pond hockey. Yeah. You used to play pond hockey down that. Love it. In Chase Z, we had the, uh, 
we had the pond in front of the school and they we like we, we flood it but it would actually just freeze every year yep. and then every once in a while depending on who was who stepped up to the plate they would just shovel it off and we'd end up just kind of playing like pick up hockey out there and it was so much fun i think that's part of the we used to play it on the lake too like when oh, the yeah. lake froze it was just mm-hmm. I, there's something about pond hockey that um and again you don't have to be good you had some guys oh, that played college like yeah. to college played uh high school hockey and then a bunch of us that we're basketball players that had no business being on skates, but at the end of the day, it's fun just to kind of hang out. It's just a kind of a cool thing to do in the, in the winter. Winters are long and dark, and getting outside and stuff's fun. So, um, so question, and, and I, I kind of told you this leading up to, um, I was kind of researching Megan. I guess I'll call it researching, creeping, doing whatever on Instagram. And she had mentioned, I'm like, I'm like hey, Meg, I said I've, uh, you know, just kind of creeping on your Instagram to get stuff to talk about. And then she's like, I, I noticed you liked a bunch of like really <laughs> random posts from, from a year, year and a half, two years ago, you know? And, and so, I, so what I, I, a couple things that I found, the number one thing that I found that I thought was very cool is that you and your dad went out to Notre Dame to watch a football game. Yes. So are you guys actually Notre Dame? I, I'm assuming yeah. your dad is cause he was in head to toe ND blue and gold, oh, green, yeah. everything. Um, are you a fan? Were you, forced into it did you just to go along for the the free ride and beer or did you like were you excited to go to it because i i've been twice mm-hmm. i was younger probably 10 years uh, 10 maybe 10 to 12 whatever 15 years ago um so i haven't been back since but my experience of it back then as a young kid it was amazing yeah so i don't know how it was because this was what last year yep okay so tell me about your notre dame south bend story first off where's south bend South Bend, Indiana. Indiana, there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm really happy I got that right. Um, so actually, my boss at Valcor, um, her entire family, uh, eight siblings minus two, went to Notre Dame or one of these surrounding schools. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Mary's. St. Or... Mary's and Holy Cross. Yep. So she was not one of the ones that went there, but of course was a huge supporter of the school. Um, and she has these box seats... Now, around Notre Dame Stadium, they built these double-decker, like, all-glass, just additions, I guess, to the long sides of the stadium. And when you have tickets in there, you have covered seats with heaters, you know? So, of course, when we went, it was a cold, miserable, awful, rainy day, so the tailgating sucked. But we were like, all right, we've got heat, we've got, yeah, you know, we're, cover. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Um, and then, inside, all you can eat and all you can drink. And... Now I can what? I can definitely say I know that these are not cheap seats by any means. Wait, so those are the seats she always has? Yes, and she, you know, she brings family a lot. Um, her so she has a son that goes to Western Michigan currently. A um, couple of nephews and nieces at Notre Dame, they're all over the place. Um, but so she's always out there bringing you know one of the nephews or something. She brought one for her twenty first birthday so he went from the student section to you know these gorgeous box seats with you know all you can eat buffet and i'm not i'm not talking like oh they do it up oh yeah 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 Yeah. there's like prime rib and like that's amazing yeah it was insane so how many people were in the booth um like is it her family like is this her family so she has no so up top it's just you know basically a really nice covered section there's two of them Mm -hmm. she's on the um opposing team side mm-hmm. but so she has four seats um which were in a beautiful spot you know, we got you know we might you guys as well. are like midfield midfield yeah you know and the perfect view of the whole field it's not like you had to really like crane your neck around somebody yeah. to see anything and we're in the front of this 
you know, that's section. Best spot. Yep. Best spot. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, but yeah, my dad. Uh, you know, we're super Irish family too. Um, so naturally, my dad uh, was a huge fan of Notre Dame. Rudy. You know, classic story. That's it. Um, and I grew up watching that as a kid and, uh, I've always really liked college football. Did you I, cry during Rudy? Of course. Well, it's probably one of the only, I can't lie. Nah, there's been a few sports movies I've teared up, but Rudy's yeah. one of them. If you didn't cry at Rudy, then. Yeah. Then, then you're a Michigan fan. Yeah. But, um, so my was it, boss. Was it your dad's first time? Yes. Oh, awesome. Which was really cool. Yeah, so, awesome. uh, my boss mentioned to me one night we were working and I had kind of, I I just dealt with probably my most difficult client at Valcor. By no means was outlandish. Just a mom of a bride, sticky look, divorce look, situation. Bear, like bear. dad shows up with the younger girlfriend. It just there was a lot of rosé. So <laughs> a lot of classy bitch. Yeah, but sassy bitch. Yes. But so with that, I mean, she had just kind of thanked me for all that I did. And she was like, you know, for your birthday, I really, I, I want to take you and your dad to Notre Dame. And I instantly was in tears. Like I'm, if I travel anywhere, I'm going to go see a sports game love of it. whatever it is. Yeah, and I'm, basketball is probably the most uninteresting sport to me. Um, I grew up in a hockey family. Mm-hmm. Nobody I knew really played basketball until high school. Um but I would still absolutely go to a game. I love to go to stadiums. I love the atmosphere. You know, uh, understanding the fan dynamic is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my dad and I flew out to Chicago and drove to South Bend, stayed at a rental house that her family actually has there um, that they rent out during the year. And I like, so between ADKYP, like all these fun young adults, and then my boss who's got, you know, and she, she worked so hard to get there but and her whole family has so how how often does she go out um i mean she's at a football game i want to say probably like every other week or so she has an incredibly demanding job like Um, does she go to notre dame every other week uh, not notre dame specifically sometimes Mm -hmm. she'll go to western michigan or she'll go down to uh like clemson because her her seats carry over to the opposing so if notre dame is playing clemson Oh, she gets really no nice way. seats at Clemson. She used too. to travel. With, oh shit! That's, yeah, super cool. Oh, so that just changed the game. Okay. Yeah, that, that's neat. So she, uh, so is she, she is she going to the uh, playoff game against Clemson? I think they're yes. playing Clemson, right? Yes, she is. That okay. Hence why that was the topic on my mind. That's I just great. talked to her about that. That's great. Um, but yeah, so I got to take my dad, and um, you know, we did a tour of the campus, and of course, at that point, I had been graduated already. Way back, I was like, ooh, I'll go to Notre Dame. And then I looked at their GPA requirements, and I was like, nah, maybe not. I did the same. Look at that. Look at the price. The, I'm the like, price. Ah, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I'll go Would have been cool. Game. Yep. And that, that's kind of like the one thing, you know, any kid going to college wants to go to the big, like, rah-rah school. D1 football. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 100%. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you just got to you gotta stay local. Support your SUNY system. When, <laughs> when, when, when your heart and your brain don't match up at yeah. one point. It's yeah. like, I, actually, I should say your brain out, outdoes your heart. But, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, no, no. So uh, Notre Dame. I remember going out. I was probably, God, fourteen years old, maybe fifteen years old, and we, we've been lifelong Notre Dame fans. My mm. dad, myself, and we ended up going out. I had a buddy, um, and his dad went out, and we flew, <clears throat> we flew out there, and um, yeah, we had a blast. We ended up seeing Clemson or not Clemson. Jeez, it comes to the mind. We uh, saw Stanford <laughs> one year, and we saw BYU the other year, um, and this was back when. 
Brady Quinn was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Brady or remember of him, but he was mid mid two thousands. Um, I think Charlie Weiss was the coach at the time. It was a year after Ty Willingham, and they ended up um, they won both games. So I was pumped, but it was so cool to see because we we went down for the whole thing. We saw the, the pep rally, the luncheon. My my cousin actually was at Notre Dame at the time, so she had got us the tickets. I didn't sit in the student section. Um, I don't think I sat in the student section for the game. I sat in the student section for the pep rally, I think. Okay. It's been, it's been a while, but yeah. they had it in the Joyce Center, which is the basketball um, arena. I got to meet Dick Vitale. He's, a I think, a Notre Dame alum, crazy yeah. basketball guy. Um, it was really cool. Um, and I, I think the two, kind of like you, I like going to sporting events. Mm-hmm. And the two best places I've ever gone to a sporting event is Notre Dame. And I'll let you guess the next one because I know you've been there. It's at Fenway Park. It's Fenway Park. Yes. So I've, I've been to two, two stadiums. I mean, I've been to more, but the two stadiums at 100%. And I think it's the age. Yes, absolutely. Because if anybody's ever been to Notre Dame, they have the original stadium, which you can actually see walking around the stadium because you can see the brick on the inside, which yep. was actually the exterior. And then they ended up building, and I forgot what year it was, but they had built and, and obviously modernized the stadium a bit and to, to accommodate more people built off which is now the upper deck of notre dame they basically just kind of extended it out yep but if you're walking around there you can still see the old red brick and it's it's like and i know this has nothing to do with you um but i just remember as a kid one of my my lasting memories of notre dame was i went to go to the bathroom and they don't have urinals so when you go up to do (laughs) like what they actually have is like legit tub and i know this sounds gross and this is you know probably shouldn't do this for poor Megan, but you're, you're like, literally you would go up to the edge of the tub and just pee in the tub. And <laughs> you're talking about awkward because there's like, usually when you go to a urinal, you get a little bit of privacy. Like, no, you're just like, you're, you're just flipping it <laughs> into the there. tub. And, and what you really didn't want to be, which luckily I wasn't, was you don't want to be down, downstream. Cause all you do is just see everybody's piss just flying by you as it's going down. Cause oh it, my. cause it's not like it go. It's not, it's not a nice system. So yeah. They've updated the stadium, but they have not. And maybe it's different. This mm-hmm. was 12, 15 years ago. They did not update the bathrooms at the time. And I remember just being as a kid, I was like mortified. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, what the hell are they doing here? But other than that, it was like a magical place. And I know, um, of course, again, creeping on your Instagram, but Fenway is the exact, different sport, but the exact same feel. And I, oh, I would yeah. probably, I would, pro- man, I don't know. I don't know which one's better. They're both super cool, but Fenway's got such history to it. And just yeah. the fact that you can walk around the stadium of Fenway and it's just like just people and bars and it's just, it's so cool. I mean, they obviously won the World Series this year. I would have loved to have been like in the heart of Boston oh, yeah. for that, but I, mean, I don't really follow. I'm a lifelong Expos fan. So one day they'll come back and one day I'll pick <laughs> up baseball again. But um, what's your experience of Fenway? Because do you agree with me that Notre Dame and Fenway, the, the oh, absolutely. two best stadiums? Yep. Okay. Yep. So that I've been to. Absolutely. I do really want to get to Wrigley someday. I, okay, yeah, same so with me. That might, that might, yeah. I don't think it'll be as bet, as good, but I think it'll be cool. Yeah. So at 22, 22-year-old girl, I decided that my retirement dream is to go see all the baseball stadiums. Amazing. Right? Like, okay. So Did you, did you play baseball or softball? I did for a minute. I played baseball. Okay. I was, on, I was on the West Elcom team. Shout out. Um, little league. Yeah. I Center was, field picking, picking, I was, uh, uh, the end lines. I was RBI queen of two girls. So <laughs> yeah, it was good. But you like baseball. I love baseball. And so, Red Sox. Absolutely. Okay. So my first game ever. Now I'm just 
collectively, my family has been so lucky with sports. So not only did I get to go to Notre Dame and my first time ever, I sit in these club seats and get, you know, fed the greatest food from, you know, it seemed like around the world. Um, But my dad um, worked for Crowley Foods. Um, He was a driver, you know, moved his way up, you know, was a manager. And then Hood bought Crowley over. So Mm. now he works for Hood. And his I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but sometimes if his customers would request Red Sox tickets because they're a sponsor, um, you know, he would need to use the ticket whether they were able to go or not. Mm-hmm. So my brother and I have been Perks. very lucky in getting like insane Red Sox seats. So, but my first game ever, I was nine years old and my, my family, my mom, my brother, my dad and I went down to Boston just for a couple days in the summer for fun. Um, we were going to go watch them play. I want to say Tampa Bay. I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. But, um, so we went early to see batting practice and everything. And, um, I was decked out. I was wearing a a denim shirt, a denim jeans. Um, Oh boy. I got the pink Red Sox hat, of course. And I had, but you were nine. I was nine. Yeah. I don't, I don't do pink anymore. Or denim on denim. (laughs) All right. Well, depending on the denim. Is that back in style now? A little bit. I just think that it just seems like like 70s, 80s to me. Like light and dark. Okay. But, um, I got these cute little Red Sox earrings. I was like living it up. And so we go early. Oh, a little Red Sox purse, even though I had nothing in it. Um, (laughs) so we go early watching batting practice and you know, the guys were right there and you know, David Ortiz. You know, anybody knew so who he was. So you were was. nine in what year? Just so I can have, I can know the team time. Oh, three, oh, f- it oh, was oh, four. Shit. It was oh, four. Oh, geez. It yes. was oh, four. Okay. So huge, huge year. Yes. Big year. Um, I was turning 10 that year. So we went and the night it was, it was so cloudy and we knew it was going to pour rain. So of course, batting practice is going on and everybody gets off the field. They cover it up and we're sitting there. And luckily my mom had bought those really fashionable Red Sox ponchos. And so we're all sitting there and some guy happens to come up to my dad um, and he had a camera and he asked if he could take my picture. And we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So, and he, meanwhile, he had already taken like a, like a candid photo of me, um, but he just wanted to make sure he could use it. Um, and my dad's like, oh, where, where do you work? And he's like, the Boston Globe. And he's like, oh, wow, really? So whatever. So we go about the day. And then some other people come up to us. And they're like, hey, you know, to my parents, they're like, would, you, would your kids like to be the honorary Batgirl and Batboy tonight? And we're like, no shit. are you kidding? So we're sitting, I think at that point in time, we were on the third baseline, just right up you know, front row, just hoping to, side, right? Yeah. Yep. Hoping to catch a ball or, you know, shake a hand, whatever. We didn't Mm -hmm. care. And so we get to go on the field. We got pictures with Wally and like my parents have it framed in their house. We got to go in the dugout. We got signed balls. We got our names on the jumbotron. You know, we were with the kid that like threw the first pitch. That's, that's the level of like celebrity that we were that night. Who threw the first pitch? I don't remember his They do name. a lot of like like local like law enforcement stuff. So yeah, maybe. it was a kid. Oh, okay. Um, he had uh, some sort of disability. Oh, say Bieber? No. no, yeah. But um, it was the coolest thing. But then the game got rained out. Oh, so wait. So would you have actually been the, the... You would have actually ran out, got the bats during the game? So we were like the honorary. So we were just like the cute kids that stood there for the pictures. Gotcha. We did meet the actual like 
bat people Who are probably and, and, older and ball people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, we got special treatment and we still, That's we so still cool. went back to our seats to watch the game with our parents, but, um, no, so that happened and the game got rained out. So, I mean, we were bummed, but we were really excited that, you know, we even got to experience that for that's awesome. Yeah. At all. You know, whether there's a game or not, there were still thousands of people in the crowd cheering for us, which was the most incredible thing in the world. And you had to be on the field during a game. Which on is insane. The, the middle of Fenway Park. That's insane. It, it was so, so cool. cool. And my dad gave me his hat to like rub in the red dirt so he could have it. And so my, it was really cool. So, so my, uh, so I, I love baseball. It was my like first sport love that I ever played. And, um, and part of it was cause of the expos up in Montreal. So I used to go to, you know, probably a half dozen games a year as, as a little kid. Um, now would be a totally different story. Like I would just get a whole crew of friends and we just go up and booze and have a good time and, and, you know, you know, on a weeknight or whatever. But back then we went and saw a lot of baseball. Yeah. Um, so we ended up, I didn't go to Fenway until man, maybe 2009 or 10. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I was, I think in college at the time, the first time I went, but I did the same thing. Your dad said, I actually still have dirt from, yes. cause I, reached over at the very end of the game and like reached over the and the the walls aren't high like yeah. on the sideline they're very very low so i reached down and like scooped up a bunch of dirt and i threw it in like freaking my popcorn bag or something that or peanut bag or some, whatever i had yeah and uh i think i still have it because i'm like i'm stealing the red dirt from fenway like, yes it's, it's i don't i don't I'm, I'm sure thousands of people have done it mm-hmm. i just i didn't even think like i didn't like i'd never seen anybody do it i was just like I got to do it. I just got to like, if I could have grabbed grass or sod, I would have. But, um, I remember being a little kid, um, cause 2004 was a big baseball year. Yes. Huge. It was, it was probably my last year of actively following. Cause that was the year the Expos left. Yep. It was also the year the Red Sox won. Yes. And that was, have you ever seen the net, the 30 for 30 ESPN, like the special 30 for thirties with the Red Sox and Yankees about that? I haven't. I, I think it's called, Oh, what the hell is it called? Um, I want to say it was like four days in October or something. Because okay. they can't, when they, it was more based on the series against the Yankees, the ALCS. Yeah. Um, watch it. It's phenomenal. I, I'd re, it was only like 15 minutes, but I'd rewatch in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like such an iconic time because they hadn't won what, 86 years or something. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the uh, the shilling, bloody sock, and, you know, coming back and Poppy having a couple big games. And, um, God, I, like, I, I still remember, like, they all had the, be- the beards, like Johnny Damon and, yes. and, um, what what's uh who was the um Veritech was was playing at the yep, time Kevin Millar yeah um man who oh Manny obviously Manny was there Johnny Damon was center field who was right field for them back then because oh, Poppy I think at the time I don't know was he still DH or was he, he first base Kevin Euclid was he on the team Euc was in it yeah Dustin Pedroia or was yep. he he was still around Nomar was gone yeah at the time um third base I think was Kevin Millar. Yes, there was also a, there was also a Miller. There was Millar and there was Miller, mm-hmm. and I forgot who was second base. But like I, I've fallen out of baseball since then. But yeah. um, Bronson Arroyo, 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 he had like the hair and he had like the kick leg and he wore the baggy pants. Like he was a pitcher. <laughs> um, he ended up going to play Cincinnati. But I like I, I, I just remember. Um, yeah, that was such a great season. Like 2004 was one of my favorite. Like good and bad because the Expos left and yeah. I like, pretty much just like cried myself to sleep for a month. But. Um, <laughs> I still have the jersey, still have the hat. Like yeah. when they come back, watch out. I'll be I'll be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Expo. But uh kind of to your, your point, we we used to go to a lot of baseball games when I was a kid and I was about probably the same age as you at the time. And every game brought her baseball glove up. Every yep. game. 
so we would, we would go and, and we were, it was a, I still remember clear as day. I want to say it was 2002 ish, and they were playing the Yankees. So it was an interleague up in, and it was probably the most fans they get up in Montreal. Yeah. They, we played uh, Red Sox and they played the Yankees. They had the most fans. So we went up and we were on the sideline, and I brought my cousin with me. And all of a sudden, this guy comes over, and we have two baseball gloves, and we're just like trying to catch any kind of stray ball or get one tossed up to us. And uh, he comes over and he goes, Hey, do you guys want to? Because, and I, they started doing this that year because I'd been up to a couple games and saw it. They'd bring a couple kids on the field, and you play pitch and catch while they're warming up with a couple of the players. So he ends up calling us out. So we're like, like we're, we're nervous. We're like, we get to go on the field. We get the and so what was really cool. So we ended up, of course, I'm going back to my mom and dad. I'm like, we get to go on the field. And like, I'm pumped. Like, I mean, we're we're 12 years old and like riding, riding high in the horse. And we end up going out. And I threw the baseball with Mike Johnson, who I, I think was just kind of like a journeyman guy. He wasn't, you know, a middle reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin, I think, was with I think it's Jose Lima was his name, and I I, I think yeah. I think that was his name and the coolest thing about it there was two things well three things one is i did not drop a ball so i was excited because <laughs> like you're nervous and like you're, you're only throwing it, you're probably yeah. 30 feet away yeah. like you're not super far away but here i am on the middle of the like on the i say in the middle field i was on the side i was on the side where they're throwing and we we're just past the first baseline and we were, we were kind of pitching back and forth and i was like, like but i i played a lot of baseball back then so this is my thing like i was yeah. all in, all into it and uh I remember like looking over to my side and I had uh, Orlando Cabrera, who was the starting shortstop at the time. I don't know who he was, who was throwing it with. And they were throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I'm 12. They're probably mid-20s. And, and the ball would just, it would zip into the glove. Like, there was a, like, oh, yeah. a noticeably loud sound. Like, when I, throw, when I threw it, it was like, you could barely hear it. The guy was like barely reaching the, the, the guy's glove. Those guys were, were I mean, yeah. They, they just threw it so hard. And they were, only, they were probably the same distance we were apart. And I just remember that, and I was like, holy shit, these guys are like just throwing the ball so fast. And of course, we were little at the time, but I think the coolest part was I looked straight across the field, and maybe it was 2000. I don't know. I think it was 2000. And they were playing the Yankees. It was the year the Yankees won the World Series. So okay. maybe it was 2000. I don't know if they won 2002. I think it was 2000. And Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, um, I. I think Paul O'Neill. I mean, you had that whole uh, yeah. Tino Martinez. Like, they were all there. Like, you just watch like Jeter run back and forth, and, and like, um, I don't think <clears throat> like Mo and um, Pettit weren't there at the time. Well, I mean, they were there, but they they weren't. Uh, they didn't pitch that game. Um, Roger Clemens was actually the starting pitcher that game. Okay. I have great memory for a long time ago. If you asked me what I ate for lunch, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. So I just remember this as clear as day. But it was like the the coolest thing is like. And like kind of like your Batgirl, or Bat, I guess we had Batgirl story. It was like, yeah, just like these small memories that you end up having that oh, you like, absolutely. like you take with you for life. Like for me, it was like nobody in that stadium besides my parents could care less that we were out there throwing the baseball. Yeah. Maybe a couple of little kids are like, oh, I wish it was me. But yeah. like nobody cared. But like to be on the same field as Derek Jeter for an actual baseball game, yeah. like legit, he's like professionally doing his job. And I'm out on the, th- you know, of course I'm out and I'm playing with guys that aren't going to be, I mean, they're middle relievers that probably aren't even going to pitch in the game, but it was such a cool experience. And I remember they, they signed the ball and I still have it at my parents' house right now. And he, you know, he signed it like all the best, Mike, Mike Johnson. I had no clue what happened to him. I probably could look him up on like Instagram. He might, might still be there around. He would actually respond. He probably is like, yeah, dude, it's cool. Like I had a fan, <laughs> but, um, no, he was a super dude, but, um, yeah, just like little things like that. I think that, you know, sports at a young age, like, I can't wait to take my kids to to sports yeah 
Like, I mean, I think that is like one of the things I'm looking most forward to where I'm like, I, I can't wait till I can bring him with my dad mm-hmm. to Notre Dame. Cause that will be, or, or Fenway, but Notre Dame would be the big one. Yeah. Um, which I think, like I said, that that's, that's like bucket list is to, to have him go to every sporting event that, I mean, I went to quite a few when I was a kid. I was lucky, and you know, my dad was very good to me in that aspect. But I, I hope to repay the favor to him, and obviously bring my dad too. I think would be kind of a cool three generational thing. But yeah. Um. So, but you're also not just a Red Sox fan. You obviously Bruins. Mm-hmm. Anything else out there? I mean, Patriots. You said you're not a big basketball Celtics fan. No, but, I um. But but definitely Bruins. Or no? Yes, I, I am because, you know, I so with the Red Sox thing, um, and I did, by the way, the, they rescheduled the game for the following morning, and they you had a doubleheader the next day. Wait, so did you get to be the ball girl or back girl? We got girl? to do it twice. Back girl too? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. And then my... There's a sequel to the story. There is a sequel. Um, so we did get to do it for a real-life game, which they won. And my front page picture... On, on the Boston globe, globe. yeah. Do you have that? Um, I have actually asked my parents for it. They've got it somewhere. Oh, they do. You, you honestly could probably contact the Boston Globe. Yeah. Because they save all that stuff. It's yeah, all true. records. So I mean, I would, I would call them and just be, honestly, be like, hey, do you have the paper, the front page from whatever, and they'll pull it up. Yeah. And get it framed. That'd be that'd, that'd be, be so really cool. cool. I've, I've you really do want it framed. I want it in my house. You um, should do that. That'd be really sweet. Yeah. So. But with the Red Sox, and I mean, for anybody, whether you're a baseball fan or not, there is literally nothing like walking through the tunnel on a beautiful I, I know sunny exactly day. What you're talking about. Yep. And the, it just opens up in front of you. It's the coolest thing. But so, I am a Bruins fan, um, mainly because I hate the Canadians. <laughs> that was a mutual thing in my family. So my dad, uh, my grandmother on my dad's side was. Is this Nana? This no, this is grandma. Grandma's, oh, grand, grandma. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Nana is his Nana mother. Nana is on my mom's side. Mom's mother or was, grandmother? Mom's grandmother. Yes. Okay. Like mom's mom, and now this mom's is mom. dad's mom. Okay. She was a huge Carlton Fisk fan. Um, so she loved the Red Sox. And again, like back in the day when you only got so many channels, you know, I don't know if it was if they got yes, they definitely got the Expos. But so they used to watch, and that's how my my grandmother was a Red Sox fan, so then my dad became a Sox fan, and then he brought us to a game, and, you know, you put me on a field my first game ever. I'm mm-hmm. a fan for life. The Bruins, again, stemming from my father, um, grew up in a uh, farm family, and he tells a story that he was selling corn on the side of a road. And some French Canadians had come up to him and demanded that they he go, he go pick fresh corn for them he was like i just picked this this morning like it's fine no no you go so i picked him cow corn of course (laughs) um so just a bunch of little things like that being like a farm kid growing up where a bunch of french canadians and nothing to hate but where they were were, the enemy well where they vacation they just would country Yeah. yeah they'd come um he grew up on the end of reynolds road where it connects to lakeshore oh yeah so right Wait, by the, oh, yes, that's Ken. family. Yes, Ken oh, was we'll talk my dad's about Ken. dad. Oh yes, yeah, I knew that. Keep going. I'll, so, I'll, we'll talk about yes. Yes, that's the fan. The Whedon family house. It's, yes, it's still in the family. Yep, Bill's house now. Um, yes, and TJ. So yep. shout out to Becky. <laughs> yes, Becky. <laughs> so um, but so basically, 
because the Canadian station was the only one that my dad really got on his TV set back in the day, and as he developed his distaste for the French Canadians, he became a Bruins fan. And also it helped that they were, you know, a rough and rowdy team. And back when my dad was in the prime Probably of his... Bobby Orr era. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby Orr. Um, my dad was kind of the rough and rowdy one of his team back in the day. And although he's 54 now, he still likes to get in a tussle every now and then at men's league. So Still a boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He says he still feels my age. Um, but so that's how we became Bruins fans. Um Collectively, I just love the sport. Um, I was thrilled that Washington won it last year. Um, you know, again, would have been cool for Vegas just being the first year. Toronto, again, haven't won it in how long. Uh, and I was I was really pumped for, uh, for Washington, and their celebration was so fun to watch. And Ovechkin was just like a legend. You've legend gotta at the love parade. it for Ovi. Yeah, you know, he's been great. he's been such a great player for so long. And I'm yeah, he earned it for sure. I personally am a huge fan of TJ Oshie. Um, that stems back to Winter Olympics. Of, Mr. Shootout. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I watched I watched that game from my college dorm with my one friend Katie. Um, was that that was a, that was a was that the finals against? No, it wasn't. That was the... No, no Sidney Crosby hit the game winner. Canada won, I think, the, uh, they, the, the they goal that They won that. that I think that was for third, that game. Or something I, I think, leading no, up no, to... No. no, it would have been, I think, the semis to get in the finals. Yes. I could, be, I could be wrong, but that was when he just went, like, however many shots in a row. He just kept going. Oh, yeah. They just kept sending him out. Yeah, like, yeah, just keep going and out. And so yeah, I fell in love with him from that point. So I was, you know, when he played for the Blues, I really, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like the Blues and... You know, watching him at Washington was a lot of fun. And uh, Boston has not been disappointing, but just hasn't quite been there the last couple of years. You know, back in 07 when they won, that was sweet. That was the first time that they'd won in a long time for that, yeah. too. Um, and Celtics won a year later. Yep. There, there was a lot of championships in the last, like, 15 years there. Yeah, there's actually a flag you can get with um, all the championships won by different teams in Boston. Yeah. Like, in it's consecutive years. Um but so, yeah, and actually, uh, just for my birthday, my mom, um, she got us tickets. I'm a, I'm a big Christmas person. Uh, so she got us tickets to go see The Grinch on Broadway in Boston. Oh, cool. And then we kind of figured we were going, but they, my parents surprised us with Bruins tickets for that night. So that was actually my first time seeing them at the Garden. I've seen them play up at Montreal twice. And then for my 21st birthday, I got tickets to go to... Like, my parents know me so well. They I was, was going to ask you about just this. Stick, I think I know tickets, 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 yeah. Yep. But we got to see the Winter Classic game. And, That's cool. Was that, uh, where was that? That was down at Gillette. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins did not show up to that game whatsoever. Who uh, they play? The Habs. And the Habs won. Oh, yeah. I watched it on TV. Yeah. Yep, I was there. Uh, which, actually, it's kind of cool because they do a big panoramic picture every year. Mm-hmm. And they have it framed down at um, AC North, the uh, secondary rink in town. And uh, you can actually see my mom in the picture. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, Bruins fan, but I have s- specific players that I really like, and I just like the sport overall, so that's always fun to watch. Um, same thing with baseball. I can pretty much watch anybody play. Basketball, not so much. Football, college is cool. Professional, meh. Could do without it, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's You know, Super Bowl is awesome, but... I just, I've never had my own team. My dad was a Giants fan and I'm just, I think, he, I think Eli's a little bitch. 
I think Eli could drink our wine. Eli's got two rings, so we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Um, It's a rough year this year. I was actually hoping the Giants tanked uh, towards the end of the season because I wanted a good draft pick, but we'll see. I I like uh, Saquon Barkley. He's going to be a stud. Yeah. An absolute stud. The problem is they're giving him the ball 14 times a game. He should be handling it 44 times a game because that's the only offense they have. But we'll leave that for another day. Um, So... Are we turning this into a sports podcast? We, we, can, we can do whatever we want. It's my unnamed podcast show. What do you think the name should be of this podcast? I Just, asked Matt. Matt Matt was like, so so this is the thing. My, my, my thing was I wanted the two things, either the Galen Trombley show or mm-hmm. the Galen Trombley experience. He goes, you can't say Galen Trombley experience because then you're hacking or ripping off um, Joe Rogan. And then I'm like, Matt, so you look, you're looking too much into this. So then I was like, the Galen Trombley show. And then he's like, call it Galen Talks or something because of GT. And I'm like, no, I don't like I don't like that. It's got it's got to have my name because anybody that knows me, I'm all about marketing, branding, stuff like that. So that that's why. But like, I don't, I don't know. I got to figure it out. So when this gets I just released, think I think the Galen, Galen Trom- show. The Galen show? Yeah. Just the Galen show. The Galen it's quick. Show. It's easy. I know. the um, TG, was it TGS? I'm just going to write that down. Boom. It's on the list. It's on the short list. We'll see. The Galen show. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know many Galens, so that's cool. Exactly. Um, did you go to school with Galen? One. Yes. Because um, everybody's told me that it's gone to PHS. There's a Galen at PHS who I've never met, did not know him, um, still have never met him. And everybody's like, I know a Galen. I'm like, you He where? wasn't like... He's probably older than you. I think he's around my age. Oh, then I had Galen right below me. Oh. Really quiet kid. No. Oh, God. There's two Galens. So, I don't know. I've met one Galen in my life, not spelled the same way, and it was two years ago I mm-hmm. met him. So it takes a while to find a Galen. Um, so let me see. What we talk, we, what were we just talking about? Hockey? Um, all the sports. We just talked about all the sports, yeah. The, the, uh, I was going to say, cause college football right now, Notre Dame is playing, I think it's Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, and the Fourth team, was it Oklahoma or was it Georgia? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't really follow it. I, I love Notre Dame, but mm-hmm. my life is hectic. And honestly, like I literally make time to watch the Giants on Sunday because like the one day I can kind of relax and like actually try to watch football. Yeah. And they're terrible this year, so I've actually gotten a lot of more time to myself <laughs> because I don't watch them because I just turn it off because I get That's disgusted. That's the benefit. <laughs> yeah, this past weekend I was gone out of town and I watched – the entire Giants-Tennessee game, and then I watched the Patriots and the Pittsburgh game, and then I started watching whatever the hell the late game was. because I just had it in the background. I was working, but it was like, I was good. I got footballed out. I love football, but only if my team's doing well. I think that's like a, the, the mark of a true fan, when your team sucks and you don't even want to watch them. I yep. think that's like the actual fans, like the ones that like watch just football. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do that. I can't watch like the Lions play the Bears. Like, it has nothing for me. I could care yeah. less. If it's not the Giants, I don't want to watch it. Um, I do like... People probably go crazy, but I do like Tom Brady. I know. Miss Boston across from me shaking her head, but I, I, I just think, you know, his level of commitment and just obviously the championships won. Say which will about all the other stuff, but I think to be at that level of oh, sport... Oh, it definitely speaks to something. Yeah, you, you, you have something going for you, so... Um, and when people hate you, you're obviously doing something right because you're going to have critics. Um, For me, it's their fans. Every New England fan, they just like, yeah, we get it. It's like the Yankees. We get it. You won a bunch. Congratulations. 
Like, have, have you seen Eagles fans? Yeah, a so, couple of them. Yeah, so yeah, I got some friends that are Eagles fans. We we uh, we tread lightly during many. the football season. And that's the thing about football. Yeah, well, it's so random. Well, last Who's... year people won a bunch, and and I'll give this. I I do have some friends that are Eagles fans. That are like lifetime Eagles fans, so great. Like you won, mm. I get it. But then, like when their team does well, all these people come out of the woodwork. Like yeah. I've seen a lot of little kids, and they have obviously Patriots because the Patriots have been so good. Like you see a lot of kids that have like Seattle Seahawks stuff because they were good for a couple of years. And I'm like, if you're from Seattle, you can wear that stuff. If you're from New York and yeah. you have no ties, don't don't just pick them because they did well. Yeah. Um, my wife's a 49ers fan, like, because they grew up, in, she grew up 90s and they won back then. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I've been a Giants fan since the get. And they've three, three Super Bowls since they've been alive. So that's cool. But yeah. I waited a long time before the, for the three and four. So I got to experience those as an adult, which is cool. Um, all right. So we're going to switch complete gears here. We're going to go away from the sports and we're going to talk about the real. The real woman of the moment. Again, when I went through Megan's Megan's um, Instagram account, for anybody that wants to look at it, I, I don't know if it's you can look at it, it's private or not. But you got a request. You got a request. But if, <laughs> if if you're friends with Megan, go through. There's some real gems in that in in that um, as you go through. But the one person that kept coming up more and more that I out of anybody was Nana. Mm-hmm. And tell me some stories about Nana because Nana looks like I wish Nana was here. We should have told Nana. I, we could have brought this to Nana's house. Oh, yeah. Um, and and uh, so I want to I hear the backstory. I want to hear Nana. I want to hear everything, good, bad. I know you have stories. Oh, yeah. And you, and you said earlier that she's one of the big reasons why you're still in town. Absolutely. So give me, give me the whole back backstory on, on Nana. You can, you can say, I mean, you can just call her Nana if you want. But. Yep. So Nana was pretty much to any kid that was friends with my brother or I, Nana was babysitter. Nana was taxi. Nana was, uh, you know, spoiling us all. And she'd go pick up food from the Tasty Freeze. And same thing, like my parents' house, have anybody over. You could have anybody over to Nana's house. She'd feed you. Um, But so Nana and I were really tight when I was younger. Um, My parents uh, both worked a lot. uh, So my brother and I were up at my Nana's house a lot just to be, you know, have somebody keep an eye on us. And, um... My God, Nana used to spoil me. And we'd go back when Ames was a store. Do you remember that? Ames's? Yes, Ames. I do. Before uh, Hills's, right? Yes. So we'd go to Ames and I'd get all the Barbies I ever wanted, and all the pajama sets I ever wanted. And she just liked to go. We'd go to Rombox and get cookies. I mean, all sorts of stuff. So I just grew up really close to her. Um, and this is your dad's mother? My mom's mom. Your mom's mom. Okay. Yep. And uh, so Nana, they were from Poughkeepsie. Um, she had four kids, and my mom came along 10 years after the next sibling. So my mom was kind of an only child, not mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my pa, it was Nana and pa, and grandma and grandpa were the two sides. Mm-hmm. Pa started Narco, Norco Concrete when he moved up here. He worked on bridges down the Poughkeepsie area. Tappan Zee Bridge is a big one that he worked mm-hmm. on. What um, was his last name? Whalen. Okay. Joe Whalen. Um, and I do have an uncle also Joe Whalen and, uh, so I just, I just pretty much grew up at Nana's house. I mean, I obviously was at my parents' house too, but I was there so much. And, um, and then as I got older, yep. Yep. She lives on Adam street. She's less than a mile from my parents' house. Um, she had a pool, you know, so that was 
cool when we were younger. Um, and so, yeah, we we're, we've all always just been really close and she would, I mean, she'd show up to school to pick us up. We got done at two 45. She'd be waiting outside at two o'clock. Like I remember walking in middle school, walking to my ninth period French class and I walked by the front of the building and Nana would already be sitting there ready to pick us up because she wanted the front row spot. And, um, and even if we wanted to walk home because it was a nice day, she'd take our backpacks and drive around town until like we got home and then she'd meet us there and give us our backpacks. And like, she's just, she was just so great. And yeah. all my friends, all my brother's friends knew Nana. Um, some called her Nana, some called her Mrs. Nana, you know? Um, and then once I got my license, uh, and my brother, when we both got our licenses, Nana cried both times because Cause she couldn't pick you up anymore yeah she couldn't pick us yeah. up you know that was kind of one of it was like a purpose of her yeah. was to yeah. pick us up from school yeah. and so my brother and i um i mean we still stop in i i need to go see her i've been busy these last two weeks but i usually try and get up to see her at least once a week and then otherwise i'll call her if i can't get up there if i'm caught doing mm-hmm. something i did call her yesterday while i was at work <laughs> um but so nana's just great uh nana has uh, she's very Polish. Uh, she used to drink vodka waters, red wine. Vodka clubs? No, vodka water. Just straight water? Yeah. It's a Polish thing. Ooh, okay. Yep. So, um, actually, when I turned 21, my 21st birthday night, she came out down to Hobie's is where we celebrated because I was working there wait, at the time. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. Your 21st? Yeah. She was what at the time? Mm, 80, 88. Dear God. Yep. Yep. 88 years old, she did a shot with me on my 21st birthday. That's amazing. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I have, um, we were out to dinner at Alecos one night, and, you know, they do a really great job with their outside seating. And so we were sitting there, and Nana had a couple glasses of wine. Like, she was feeling Love it. Love it. And um, she just, she was talking, there was somebody standing next to the table, and she was looking up and talking to them, and I happened to snap a picture. And it was just, like, my favorite picture of her ever because she hates to smile for pictures. Like, it's, it's painful. Uh, that's an old school thing. Yes. Yeah. It's painful to get her to smile. And she, she finally had, like, a genuine smile on her face and glass of wine. It was nighttime, you know, just beautiful outdoor setting. And mm-hmm. so I posted it. And we have... Uh, we love her. We have an aunt that's you know, just a little yeah, picky. Everybody has that. that I aunt. guess. Yeah. So she was telling Nana. No, meanwhile, during this picture time, she's probably 90, 91, 90, I think. And I'm the one that posted the picture. And so my aunt's telling my Nana that she shouldn't have that stuff on Facebook. You know, like like kids shouldn't have them getting wasted on Facebook because they're potential employer could see it kind of thing mm-hmm. and we're like nana's 90 she's gonna do what the hell she fuck. wants she's done <laughs> yeah nana's out yeah. she's like i'm good <laughs> yep but so now she d- she won't like she'll come out and have like a glass with us but she's a little bit more conservative about it now but um we actually and uh, don't like to bring it up because it may steer the direction of the podcast but the last election she was quite happy and had several glasses of wine that's the last time we got her to the, the la- which election like recently or the, the presidential the presidential one yes so that yeah, was fun we, we uh the, the, i think the one rule i have on this podcast is no yeah. politics no but that, that's I, fine because i totally hear that everybody, everybody's got their views but we just we want to be friends so yep. it's all good no nope. so nana nana had fun with that that's good. um good for her but um so yeah she's she's awesome she still comes out with us she was out for me for my 24th um just my best friend. 
across the board. Her 24th? My twenty my twenty fourth birthday. Yep, she came out for every every so, birthday dinner. Like well she's into out. the nineties, <laughs> right? Oh, she's in nineties now, right? Ninety two. That's crazy. That's great. Yep, and she still drives. That's awesome. Yep. Um, my grandpa's nineties, but he's not he's not driving now. But that's like for them to have that longevity. Oh yeah, that's cool. Was yep. she like? I mean, what what did she do growing up? Um, like I mean, what was her background like work wise or athletic wise? Not really. I mean, back then, I, she started dating my pa when they were like 14, 15. They stayed yeah. together. And you know how, yeah. you know, back in the that day, they did that. Yeah. And um, she did like book work, like office accounting mm-hmm. kind of stuff, um, usually for my pa's businesses. Um, but yeah, so she just, she sits and she is addicted to QVC and any one of my cousins, my aunts, whatever. And they'll all <laughs> tell you, I actually had to go up the other day. And help her organize the boxes because she couldn't remember what was in what for Christmas. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, so she, um, she's just awesome. All my friends love her and she's with it and, you know, she checks in on it, me. And, and she lives by herself right now? Yep. That's great. Yep. Yeah. And the family house, it still has four or five bedrooms. So this is where your mom grew up? Yep. Wow. So she's owned it for 50, 60? <sighs> Somewhere around there, yeah. 50... I'd say 60-something, yeah. 60-something wow. years she's had the house. That's very cool. Um, so, because I think in one of the photos, was she at a wedding dancing? Yes, that was my cousin Marnie's wedding. That was three, four years ago. And um, Shout and The Twist. Oh, the, classics. Yes, those are Nana's songs. I, 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 think, I think in the... I could be wrong. I think in the future... We might see more, because there, there's definitely um, a generational, like back in the day, it was very formal dancing, and uh, I find that, like, I'm hoping that when we're that age, we're just crushing the dance floor because we don't care, yeah. and we're just doing whatever because we've lived through kind of a more crazy, you know, not not as structured or formal kind of, of, of life, but it's fun It's fun when you see people of that age, I think that... that adapt with the times and embrace it because you don't see that a lot with older people a lot of them are very you know structured they grew up a certain way very generational from 40s 50s 60s you know and uh it's cool when when you see like an old person just like like acting like they're 20 still oh yeah and i'm like that that is great so it sounds like that's what nana is doing yeah so um now i want to go back to your other grandfather Mm mm-hmm Mr. Ken, mm-hmm. who is, he's no longer with us, right? Nope. Okay. Nana's the only one I have left. Okay. So my backstory of Ken. So I met, I met you two, what? No, about a year, year and a half, probably a year and a half ago now. Yeah. So, but I've known the Whedons for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I knew of your dad and I knew your dad for quite a long time and it's not like personally but like i knew of your dad for yep. a very long time just my I, he went he went to shazy for a time right and then what mai and then went to st john's or st john's okay yep. so I, I knew and how old your dad he's 54 okay so he's close to my mom in age so they went my mom to shazy so there was and you know i mean obviously shazy's small town a lot of people know each other so so i knew the because you have barry yep and you have billy yep and you have Robin. Yep. Anybody else I'm missing? Is There's there a... four others. Really? They're just not around here. Boys, girls? Uh, two girls and two boys. Wow. Okay. So um, I... Three... 
There's eight total. There's oh, three okay. boys that don't live around here, and there's oh. two girls that do, one does, but she. Okay, so I, I did not know this. So, um, so Billy, uh, uh, for as long as I knew, mm-hmm. grew, grew up down there. I mean, that was or I say grew up. He, he basically lived in the house with Ken, and I think mm-hmm. now that Ken's passed, is still still living there. Yep. Um, so I know Bill since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin, not Robin. Um, Barry, I didn't know until I met Gabby. Yep. Gabby moved in your cousin to my class. Gosh, probably junior high, and Gabby's great. I, I get to see her couple times a year we run into each other and it's always nice to uh, catch up um and ken who was your grandfather what i remember about him so we we went to shazy so we played soccer and ken was one of the old school guys at, at shazy and and anybody that would hear this would 100 percent know exactly what i'm talking about there was a very there's a group of people old older that mm-hmm. had grown up from what we call like the, I guess the Brenler era of, of, of um, George Brenler. And they went to all the games. They had no kids. They had no grandkids. I mean, they, they have completely aged themselves out of having any kids affiliated, maybe great grandkids at the school, but yeah. I don't even think Ken had that at the time. Um, he came to every one of our games. Yep. And I just remember seeing him and he was just one of those guys that, at the end of the game, we would leave the field, and he would be there, and we would all say hi to Ken. Mm-hmm. And, um, God, I don't know how old he was at the time. This was 10 years ago. Um, but I just remember um, I remember seeing him. I just remember him going to all the games, and there was, a, there, was a, there was a crew. There was definitely a group of people his age that followed the team. They lived and breathed Chasey soccer from as long as I can remember. Obviously, they had kids that went through the system. They had grandkids that went through and they, we were to the age where we were probably past their grandkids or about, I mean, obviously your grand, a grandchild. So we we're about the same age, but he had, there was nobody on the team that he had through like actual, you know, blood or whatever, but it was just Shazy soccer. And I remember, um, it was, we have a video. We went down to the final four, my senior year, we won the state championship that year. And, uh, there's one video of us playing in the state semis, and my aunt was taping the game, and all you can hear for majority of the game is Ken. Now this is down Oneonta, cheering the loudest out of anybody at the game. So I just remember sitting there, and Ken is just like, you know, Chase, go, come on, go, and he's like, just you could just hear the passion coming out of him. And gosh, he probably was well into his 80s at the time. Yeah. And uh, I still remember, and I, it's such an odd thing, but I, like it, it's funny when you look back at you know, at the age and, and how, I mean, very in tune. He went, we used to go with, um, God, Mr. Bayshard, I think, because mm-hmm. they lived not too far away. Yep. And there was just a whole crew that went. And I just remember Ken going, traveling to Oneonta, well into his 80s to watch us play soccer. Again, nobody on the team. And that, that's like my, I, I guess the, the most memorable Ken story. I mean, I obviously saw him. I mean, we didn't call him Ken to his face. It was always Mr. Whedon. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, so he was he was a great great man and uh yeah so that, that was like my rounding out the whole weeding clan until i had met you um now the other story that i have which i think was the first time i met your father was i just want to make sure we're still taping here. we are see this is what happens guys our, our, our tape falls out about 20 minutes in and then we get the uh the just come back to life and we get a nice, nice solid hour recorded so <laughs> the uh but your your father, we went down to a, 
I played a lot of golf when I was a kid. So we I've went, heard this story. Yeah, I, I've told Meg. So this is this is old. So this is just for anybody, the, the two people that are ever going to listen to this. <laughs> um, so we we ended up going down to a golf tournament down. It was a PGA golf tournament, like the big one, the PGA Championship down in uh, New Jersey. It was at Baltusrol. 2005. Again, I told you my memory is good about the old stuff, not so much the new stuff. <laughs> so I remember going into this. Two things I remember from this bar. We go or our hotel and had the bar. It's like a normal hotel. They have the bar or restaurant attached. So me and my dad go into the bar area for, for dinner. And, and I just remember people were smoking, which is weird because this was New Jersey. So they hadn't <laughs> passed the no smoking law in a, hotel, in, a, in a bar at the time. And then I look over and this guy is up singing karaoke. And he's singing the most iconic karaoke song of all time, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yes. And I don't know if that is, that is a, a Robin like like fallback, like that that's his jam. And all of a sudden my dad's like, that's Robin. And of course we didn't know he was down yeah. there. This was just like, who knows? Well, like, I mean, we're down in New Jersey. Like He's at our hotel. He's at the bar at the same time. So he came and hung out with us for a little bit that, or actually quite a while that night. It was funny. That was probably the first time I actually met him. I had heard of him because I was in... I was in selling ice cream at the time, so I heard the name because he knew yeah. he owned Tasty Freeze. But that was my my formal introduction to Robin was <laughs> being the 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 uh, Charlie Daniels of the bar that night, yeah. and uh, so that was a good time. So I'm sure he's got many stories like that. No, oh, he's got plenty. Yeah, so that that is uh, that might be another podcast. We'll have to get him on. But I think that was he uh, would love that. Yeah, he he's he's a good guy. So um, so th- between that and a couple times I've been golfing kind of with him or not really golfing but as i said i washed up so caddying for my buddy at a couple tournaments <laughs> that uh that robin has been in the group he's always a good time so um but yeah that that is my weed story i guess the full circle um now how many weedens are there oh my god there, there are a lot there's i mean there's eight so obviously eight of my dad's um because there's gabby and nate and there's tj yep um myself and my brother okay there's Four, five, six in the Seattle area. From from one family? Mm-hmm. So they had six kids or two? Uh, two. So there's four in one family and two in the other. Okay. So you have two aunts or uncles living out there. Two uncles. Oh, yep. Okay. They. Uh, so my dad's brothers were all in the area of joining the Navy. Mm-hmm. Three of his brothers joined the Navy. Two were in Seattle. One's in Florida. And they kind of stuck out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now there's a bunch of grandkids that would have been Ken's. Um, they're great grandkids, but yeah, there's there's a ton of us. And then you get into cousins, and then I'm related yeah, to all of Shay-Z, and then it makes it really hard to date. And you gotta be careful. You <laughs> yes. gotta do like a 23andMe just to make sure that <laughs> when you go out to the bars, you're like, wait, yep, who who do you know? Yep. Um, <laughs> that that's so true, but um. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say I think I think that's like that's basically my my weed and knowledge. Are you, you're probably one of the younger ones, right? Yeah, both my parents were the youngest in their two families. So, so Robin's the youngest of eight. Yes. Okay. My mom's the youngest of five, and so by proxy, that makes my brother and I the youngest cousins of them all. Yeah. Um, we actually have some second cousins that are our age. Okay. Yeah. That was like my dad's side. We we were. The, my two sisters and I were three of the four youngest. Yep. So, um, yeah, so that, that usually I think happens on certain families depending on the age. But um, now the other thing I want to ask you, we're getting close to it. You mentioned it, is you're a big Christmas person.
person? Yes. Okay. So what is your, what do you do? Like, have you decorated the house? So do we I have, have lights up at the house. I haven't done any outside. My street's kind of lame. My next door neighbors are all completely decked out. Like every inch of the house is lit up, but that's the only house on the street. So, and I just, with the new job and then kind of transitioning out of the old one, I've kind of been doing day stuff and night stuff. So I haven't had a ton of time. And you need, pe- anybody's put outdoor lights. You need someone to help you. Yeah. It's not, I, I don't, it's not a one person. No. And so I think I have plans for next year, but again, trying to slowly budget my Christmas decorations and it's, get a collection. It's crazy. You go to home goods yeah. or target and all the next thing you know, it's like six stockings later. Oh yeah. Um, do you have the, do you have a tree up? I have a real tree in my living room. I'm proud of you. And then yeah. um, I do have an old fake tree that I had for an old apartment. Um, I had like next to no room. So I got like one of those little pencil trees, yep. real skinny ones. So I have that one in my bedroom with a Notre Dame hat as a topper. I've, I've made, as a topper? As I've made hats the topper. I have a winter, a Notre Dame like winter with a pom-pom yeah, oh yeah, hat. Yeah, I'll yep. show you a picture. Yep. Um, and then my regular tree actually has a very long i bought it for myself but my head's too big um it's a santa hat but the pom-pom basically hangs down to my knees oh is it one like the i know what you're talking about like from the christmas story the kid has like the long dangly one yes yeah okay so since it didn't fit my head now it's the head of the tree (laughs) (laughs) so what because we'll call this our christmas episode all right on the podcast because like i said we've got this episode two but i would have worn my my santa suit Oh, gee. No, next year, Megan will be on for the Christmas <laughs> special. Um, what's your favorite Christmas movie? The Grinch. The Jim Carrey Grinch. Really? Yes. So you were... Came out in 2002. Prob- 2000. Yes, 2000. Thank you. I was thinking of another movie. But Again, like I said, good memory. For, I have- 2000, I was six years old. Okay. And I remember so, 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 yeah, it because my sense. brother, you know, the really like dramatic scene where it shows a smile and it's really, really animated, but they make his smile like super, super big. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My brother like freaked my, out. My brother used to have night terrors when he was a kid anyway, but then it became a Grinch night terror for the longest time. So I specifically remember Meanwhile. watching that for the first time. Oh, yeah. I just remember going to that movie and it was sold out all the time. Yes. That, that was like, well, this was back in the day before like Netflix or anything else. Like that was the only thing to watch. Yeah. And I remember going to the movie theater and you'd go to the mall. This is back when people, like a lot of people went to the mall and you'd like walk through and every, it was the only time we had the movie theater too. Yep. It wasn't Cumberland Head and or Cumberland 12. And um, like you'd walk through and there was lines out the door to see the Grinch. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like looking up and it was like the next show was sold out. Uh, the show like in two minutes was sold out. The next show was sold out. The seven o'clock was sold out. And like the 1030 was open. Mm-hmm. And obviously nobody's going to the 1030 if you have kids. Yeah. But it was just one of those like from the closest it got to that that I ever remember movie was Avatar, which was 2009. I remember saying that. Yep. And I went into a Yeah. The same thing. I went. I was at Cumberland 12 at that time. And I remember walking in like 15 minutes before the movie started. And I got one of like the last five seats in the theater. Mm-hmm. It was packed. And, and I haven't been to a movie since where it's been that packed. But I just remember The Grinch being that that crazy. But my two all-time favorites that I, I quote all throughout the year, it could be June and I'll still quote it, is um, Christmas Story, which is my all-time still, and mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, there's just too many classic lines not to quote or, or, or enjoy those movies. So um, I haven't seen... well. The, Christmas story is going to come on Christmas uh, 
Well, TBS does the literal the 24. literal twenty four hour. You want to hear? <laughs> so you want to hear a funny story about that? Was <laughs> I always watch it? So usually, okay. So backstory, back it up. My birthday is December twenty fourth, so we're getting there. Really? Yes, that's what I said. No, December. Birthday. I know it was December. December. I didn't know it was Christmas oh, Eve. Yes. So my son is born on Christmas Day. So <gasps> really? Yeah. So we're, we're oh. this is a very hectic time of year for us. So. To, to back, well, we'll go. We'll kind of do a two two tone or two story here because it's Christmas. So we're gonna talk about it. So my birthday's in five days, I think, and Christmas is on six days. So this is always my favorite time of the year for multiple reasons, and even more so than my my son's first birthday. But um, so the Christmas story, I'd always watch it at night, and then I would go to bed, wake up the next morning. One of my sisters, depending on how old I was, would always wake me up. We'd go down, see what Santa brought us. And we would watch the Christmas story from like five in the morning till when my parents get up and then throughout the rest of the day. So last year, um, my wife was pregnant with our first child and he was due January 7th. Well, midway through my birthday breakfast, because I, it's hard to do a birthday dinner on December 24th. Yeah. So we had a birthday breakfast, which actually I just called today and reserved my spot for this year's birthday breakfast. So I'm Good. excited. So we have that plan. But... Um, like she wasn't, she woke up that morning at six thirty. She, I just don't feel very good. I'm like, okay, well, not thinking too much of it. We're four, we're uh, two weeks out. So by about nine o'clock, I can tell that she's like visibly not herself, and she's a pretty like pretty tough girl. So, um, so dinner and or breakfast ends at like ten, and she's not feeling good. And long story short, we go into the hospital that day. My son's born at twelve twenty nine. AM on Christmas Day, our little tags on our wrist still say oh. still say December twenty fourth. So he's like the doctor's like I, he's gonna be born the same day. So I'm like at first I was like holy shit, but I'm like that's awesome. He's gonna share your birthdays. No, we're 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 thirty seconds or thirty minutes apart. Aww. But I watched every single hour of the twenty four hours of Christmas last year. So I watched every single show. So I watched the 6 or 8 o'clock, whatever it started. Yeah. I watched the 10. I watched the 12. I watched the 2, the 4, the 6, and, and so on and so forth. Because there's not much to do in the hospital on Christmas Day besides watch the Christmas story. So, um, But I, I will give them a lot of credit. They were The ladies there were phenomenal on the nursing floor. And we got the uh, – because he was the first baby born on Christmas slash the only baby of this year born on Christmas – or last year, 2017. We got a really nice basket they did up. So. Oh. Yeah, so it was really cute. So we're excited. So this will be his first birthday slash second Christmas. Um, so we're look- So we technically can't have him wear the my first Christmas because he wore that as a hours old baby. But uh, yeah, so it'll be cool. So we're looking forward to that. So he doesn't know the difference as of right now. Um, everybody who says you get screwed on Christmas, you probably do. I don't yeah. know. Everybody always asks me. I said I've never known any difference. Yeah. So I'm just used to what I get mm-hmm. at, at Christmas Eve as. You know, maybe I did just get Christmas presents pulled from the tree and just opened them a day early. I don't know. But I always loved it. The reason being is it's everybody's off. It's Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day. Everybody's off. Um, Usually you have family visiting, Mm -hmm. which I always thought was cool. So I saw my couple cousins from out of town and I got to see everybody. And the other thing is nobody ever, two things, nobody's ever upset. They're all happy. Mm -hmm. They're off work. It's Christmas. So everybody's excited, and nobody forgets my birthday, mm-hmm. ever. So once you find out my birthday is December 24th, Christmas Eve, yep. what is really cool is I don't have, no offense if you were born on August 3rd, I don't know, just random day, like 
it's a forgettable day. Christmas Eve, nobody forgets. So guess what? Christmas Eve, I get a ton of texts from a lot of friends and, and family. And as you get older, I think it's really cool because I could care less if I ever get a Christmas gift or a birthday gift the rest of yeah. my life. But it's really cool when you get friends or family or just people you haven't talked to in a while. They'll reach out and just shoot you a quick text and be like, hey, man, happy birthday. Yeah. You know, just thinking of you. Like, I think that's like at a certain age becomes just the coolest part. You know, you get those people that just reach out and even for like a few minutes of the day, think about you, I think is really special. So I've always loved my birthday, even though some people may not, I don't know what my son will think about, but I, I, I think at a certain point in life, he'll be really excited that it, I mean, it might be he's 20 something before it happens, but yeah. at a certain point he will, he will appreciate his birthday being on Christmas. And I'm hoping, which is another cool thing is we can now share our birthday cake. We'll probably have two cakes because who are we kidding? <laughs> He's going to want his own. But it'll be cool to kind of share that as, you know, as, and I think kind of a cool five of the sun things. We get to now share almost birthdays literally to the to the day. So, um, so yeah, that's cool. So I'm looking forward to this is probably going to be my most exciting Christmas, which will make up for last Christmas where mm-hmm. we were in the hospital for four days. But um, it'll be good. So I'm really looking forward to because I think Christmas is the best time of the year. And I think so too. For a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And I... I uh, I, I can't, I think the other thing, and eventually, do you have aspirations to have kids? I know that's like a loaded question. Some people are- eventually, if it works, it works, but I, it's not in my immediate goal set right now. So, okay. So, I wasn't putting any pressure on Megan that one. <laughs> that, that was more of just like, I was hoping she, I hope she was just going to say like, oh yeah, or, or no. But okay. what I was going to say is like, I think at a certain point, like, you get to relive your childhood through your kid for Christmas, yeah. meaning like... Like the excitement of waking up on Christmas, now you get to be like the opposite side of that. And uh, so I think that's really cool. So I'm like, not, I mean, he won't know the difference this year. I'm going to wrap up a couple Dunkin' Donuts cups because he loves just throwing those things around. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'm most excited about the, 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 where I can actually like, you know, the surprise that he wakes up on. Like, yeah. he, I want, I, like, I can't wait till he runs into our room and like, Mom, Dad, Santa came. Like that, like, yeah. I'm going to like, I'll probably lose it. I'll be a basket case. I'm, I'm, I don't. Uh, I don't get too emotional, but I, I, when you become a parent, I think it. I think it happens naturally. So, yeah. But it, it'll be super exciting. So that's kind of the one thing I miss about when I used to coach skating is you know all the girls would come up, uh, little girls would come up to me and like, what did you ask for Santa, Santa Claus to bring you? And I, you know, when you get older, before you have your own kids, you know, I, I'm I'm at a point now where I really I haven't hung out with a kid in probably yeah like years I don't yeah. babysit I don't do anything like that I dog sit side note if anybody needs dog mom. dog sitter here I am um but like fun little crafts or like even like thinking that you know because I'm I'm a special case where I love Christmas and I love all that stuff um but like these last couple of years it's been it's been tough to like feel that spirit without a small person yeah to different. celebrate with it's totally different I think you lose the, you still get the festive part, but you don't, you lose the magic, like the magic of Christmas with like yeah. Santa and the presents and like, um, I th- I, you still get a little bit of it because it's still festive. Like yeah. you're still like, you see family and you get the Christmas music and you have the breakfast and the brunch and everybody, you know, dresses up a little bit for Christmas and you kind of get like, you wear your nice sweater, nice up here, nice flannel, you know what I mean? But like everybody gets like into it and it's just kind of a cool time to, you know, decompress, nobody's working. It's like literally just a date of straight out chill. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it's a different Christmas when you're 
at like college into young adult. Cause I think a lot of times too, like if you live far away and you can't make a home for Christmas, like your friends now become yeah. your family for Christmas and it's different. It's not like you're, you might do a couple like Santa swaps, but then, you know, you're probably having some drinks and doing some other stuff where you kind of, you don't, yeah. you don't have the real family atmosphere, but when you have like a family around, I don't, there's nothing better. Like mm-hmm. I think it's the, the, it's the only time of the year. I think that people should be with family. Like, you know, some people try to do like the things if they're out of town, like, come for thanksgiving but so close to christmas i'm like just bag it christmas is so much better like come for christmas um you know i I think that's i think that's the time of the year that like family is so important that it's it's fun so especially you got a big family you guys got a big family so it's cool do your your aunts and uncles come up visit or we kind of like where's your hub or do you guys just all kind of so before my grandmother passed away there were um we had a great grandmother. She lived to be 106 before she passed away. She's yeah. Some good. We're gonna make it around for a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they've they've given me all the you know Beulah Lavarnway, great grandma. She said, a beer, with dinner, and you scrape your plate clean every meal, and that's how she lived to be 106. I love it. Yep. Okay. Nana, same thing. She's she used to enjoy her vodka waters and red wine and. So have, have you ever <clears throat> have you have you ever seen um, the Smuckers like the the, the Today Show thing? Yeah. And I kid you not, like I'll tell people, I'm like watch, I guarantee you, like one a day or one every couple of days will be like, w- like he attributes living to a hundred by having a glass of whiskey every night. Like, oh yeah. The amount of people that drink like old school every night, like hard liquor, mm-hmm. is amazing. And they're like, yep, yeah, have a little hard liquor every night puts me to sleep and feels great, and which hopefully are. Sassy bitch Pinot Noir will do the same. Yes. Do you, you like that? I do. Okay. I, I, I when I when I asked Meg, I'm like, Meg, what do you want to drink? Because like I'm, I gotta drink something while I'm talking. So I got half a drunk coffee, half a drink, half not much coffee left. <laughs> I got I got a, a big thing of seltzer, and then I'm like, Meg, what do you want? Do you want like wine? She's like, yeah, not picky. So and that's where we got with the uh, the Pinot Noir. So Casablanca Valley, product of Chile. That's right. You like wine? You like wine, right? Wine is wine. Yeah. I, I like I like wine more than beer, if I had to really pick. Like, I enjoy drinking wine with people yeah. more than drinking beer. Mm-hmm. I just think it's more of, I, it kind of goes with, like, the tea, coffee, yeah. like, sipping thing yes. versus just chugging. So, I think wine has a, not, I don't, I'm not like a wine snob. Like, I'm a wine, throw it in a cup. If it tastes good, it tastes good. Yep, same. Yeah, so... Which, which that's why it was good. I knew this would work out good because Meg's like, I don't bring whatever you want. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to go with this, uh, this, this probably cheap bottle of wine, probably like seven bucks on the shelf. But hey, for a podcast, honestly, drink it. It's fun. It's on the label <laughs> right there. Um, so Meg, before I keep you here all night long, um, it's getting late. I know you want to get going home. Is there anything else you want to touch upon? Did you think you hit it all? How was your first podcast experience? It was okay. It was fun. You did a good job. I'm, I'm like checking. The, the, I'm hoping the sound comes in good, but I think you're talking pretty well into the mic. Good. And you weren't very fidgety. And usually, I, I find I do it all the time. I don't like make eye contact with a person because yeah. it feels weird because yeah. you're having a conversation, but then you're looking <laughs> all around and like I, I'm just like a sp- sporadic gnat. So my I'm looking <laughs> and I'm checking to make sure my my <laughs> our video footage didn't kick out for the second time. But um, yeah, there we go. Um, but I know I think it was good. I'm I'm glad you you did this as mm-hmm. a second person. I, I saw her at a chamber event the other day. I said, "Meg, you want to be a podcast?" She was like, "Yep." I'm like, "Okay, well, that was easy. I didn't have to persuade her." <laughs> she, she I don't even think she had wine at the time, so it was good. We, yeah. we got you right in. Um, so 
Well, 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 I have no clue when this will be out. I will let you know when I figure out how the hell to put a podcast and put all this stuff together and get it out there. But I'm glad you came. Um, if anybody wants to creep on Megan's profile like I did, you can find her at Megan Whedon at... Whedon MH at whatever. At Whedon MH on Instagram. That was actually pretty smooth. That sounded like, <laughs> that sounded like a, a nice like a broadcasting voice. Um, so yeah, g- give, it a, give it a follow. She, she's got some cool... Uh, Cool pictures. Uh, great girl. Um, I really appreciate you coming. And I I think Megan will be a repeat guest at some point. Once I start like running out of people that I really like want to talk to, and then I'm like, <laughs> who do I really want to have back because I like talking to them more? I think Megan will be on a good rotating uh, spurt. So this is not the end of Megan. This might be the beginning. I might bring you on when we have Emily because I think that would be good. Yeah. I think, I think three people will be good. I think I have enough. I can always buy another mic. I got this like set up. I went full bore. I went like right into it. So I have no clue what I'm doing. Basically, it's like I'm playing golf for the first time, but I have the best clubs. That's that's basically what it is. So I'm I'm looking the part. Hey, that was me at the Rotary tournament. That's it. Yeah, I make, got make, the visor. Megan looked good. She had the whole outfit. I thought she was like. Everyone sponsored. thought I was like the cart girl. <laughs> yeah, you could have. It was close. I mean, you were you were a little better than probably the cart girl, but we we had fun. So I think we'll do a couple of tournaments this year. Um, Maybe at some point in a future podcast, we will talk about a golf tournament. Maybe we'll get the team on. That'd, That'd be, be fun. That'd be awesome. That'd be... Oh, man, that... I've I, been talking some big game at Casella again. I always talk the big game, and then I show up, and I'm like, yeah, I've played three times. For what? A Casella tournament? Yeah. For who? Well, they they participate in a lot of the other... Oh, well, I mean, if we get in a tournament, we want... We get first tips. You work with Josh? Carrot? Yes. Great guy. Awesome guy. He's expecting his first child. Yes, he is. I didn't we're break having, the news. I saw it on Facebook, so we're good. We're having a baby shower, but I'm not going to spoil it and say the date in case there's any wild listeners in the meantime. Don't don't worry. <laughs> the, the two people that are watching that are listening to this in a month from now will probably not talk to Josh. But <laughs> say hi to Josh for me. He's a good guy. Um, all right. So I think that's it. Anything else you want to say? No. Thank you, all for, two listeners. Two listeners. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks, Mom and Dad. Yes. And... Uh, so we'll sign out on the unnamed, maybe Galen show, maybe something else, maybe something cool. Maybe Megan will come up with something on the drive home. Megan Whedon, want to thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, thank you for are, having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being number two. <laughs> First female female guest also. Woohoo. Which I think I've given Matt Craig shit because he hasn't yet to have a female on his podcast. I'm. And I, I keep think, giving Matt Craig like a side eye every time he I talks know. about his podcast. This like is, I know is, I'm not like a financial professional, but... But we want fun. Yeah. That, 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 so, so again, this, this is a very selfish podcast. And I've said this. Like, I'm not bringing people on that I think are just like you guys want to listen to because <laughs> I just hope that people I find that are cool or good friends of mine would be some people that you'd want to listen to. So that's, that's yeah. it. So if you don't like it, you can listen to Crycast. I don't care. But, hey. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, no, no. All good. Megan, thank you for being here. Um, I think that's it. We are going to go and leave this joint. Go get some dinner. All right, we're out. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Galen Trombley.